Hello, everybody. Welcome to Grip Lock Foundation Discuss Weekly Podcast. I'm Zach. This is Hunter. And today we have a special guest joining us in just a few minutes. It's going to be his first time here on Grip Locked. Super excited to have him on here. But first, we're going to start off with two off the tee. As always, I'm going to throw it over to Hunter. Hunter, what's two off the tee? I actually got to pull that up because I forgot. I forgot about it this week. So Hunter, our two off the tee. If I think that's two weeks in a row. That is two weeks in a row. So two off the tee, if you're new here, is basically we get one question from Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook, all the good social media. Um, And then the second question comes live from the chat boards here. So while I'm answering this first question, go ahead and be firing the second off the tee in the chat. And we will uh, pick one and answer that. So this one comes from at Cobra Miguel over on Instagram. He said, what is the hardest part of making your videos? So for me... Well, thank you. It's, it's got to be editing, right? I don't know if it's editing. Editing kind of comes easy um, once you get like a habit of our style. Okay. To me, I think it's the ideas coming up with the new ideas for uh, face-offs and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, we've been in a groove recently mm-hmm. where we haven't had an issue, but for a while there, we were like struggling, and then we would hit an idea on Monday, shoot it, and drop it Tuesday, and it was yeah. like a, a last-minute thing. Now we're 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 hitting our stride i feel like yeah, as far that, as ideas go that was definitely difficult especially even if it wasn't like even if we had ideas but we were shoot monday you know drop tuesday or sometimes shoot tuesday morning drop tuesday like tuesday afternoon <laughs> yeah like that was hard those, those days sucked but like now there's nothing really hard about it personally because i don't edit anything and the ideas like we come up together or you know we pull from you know viewers stuff like that and then i mean we're just we're just playing we're just hanging out so there's nothing hard on that front but i think um, I don't know. Maybe finding time to do it, but That's at this time one. we have time. Well, right now, yeah. Right, right now we have time, but like when we have regular jobs, I guess would be finding time. Yeah. Um, sick. So, what's the uh, second off the tee? You got one? Uh, it seems I'm to be a lot right of, now. Uh, a lot of stuff coming in. Um, I guess we can answer this question if people cool. don't know. Do you guys pack the orders from Foundation's website, or do you guys have employees? Uh, we pack them. We are the employees. Yeah. One of one of us two uh, packs them. Yeah, and occasionally Paul will swing in and help us out uh, when he's in town and it's got nothing going on that day. Um, so that's kind of a fun fact for you. Yeah, but yeah. All right. Um, I mean, there's tons of questions, so we can. We'll try to maybe. Uh, we'll ask them later. Yeah, maybe we'll bring at back end, uh, at the end of the at the end of the podcast. We'll come in and ask some of these questions. But yeah. for now, we're just going to jump right into the meat of this. Um, we're going to jump over and bring Brody Smith in. So, how's it going, Brody? Yo! <laughs> How you doing? Thank you for the uh, intro. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing over there? For those that don't know, this is uh, a, a lifesaver. It's just like a massager. Because I think I didn't realize how much I miss massages. I still have my uh, chiropractor that I can still go to. Mm-hmm. But the massages, dude, it's... Your body just it it just does not operate as well. So this thing basically just juices you real good. So <laughs> that thing sounds like it's got I some horsepower. Yeah. What's that? So it sounds like it's got some horsepower behind it. It, it yeah. If it, if you have some nasty knots and stuff, it'll definitely work them out for you. Well, that's <laughs> nice. All right. Well, first off, uh, we just want to say thanks for being here. We appreciate it. Uh, first Heck. time. Hopefully, it's not the last. Heck yeah. All right, so let's just jump right into this. Um, you know, we'll start. We'll ask questions, you know, from the viewers later. But um, why disc golf? What what happened? Uh, you know that 
changed your mind or you know what what really happened to where disc golf just became you know everything that you do yeah i mean i fell in love with ultimate frisbee first um obviously i i played pretty much everything growing up from golf to tennis to cross country um flag football i never actually i don't think i actually ever played tackle (laughs) maybe peewee okay (laughs) but but i was more of a flag football guy from like 10 to 12 10 to 13 um, but once I got into college, I really kind of fell in love with the ultimate Frisbee. Mm-hmm. And then I did ultimate Frisbee for up until, I mean, obviously up until like a couple years ago. And it wasn't really until my injuries started kind of yeah. piling on that I needed to actually start thinking about my body and like just my future. Like, right. how do I, how do I want to be in 20 years from now? Do I want to be able to actually run around with my kids or do I want to be that guy that's in the chair that like, uh, you know, like <laughs> barely getting up? Yeah. So ultimate really had a lot of wear and tear on my body. And it really started with my first injury uh, in 2012. Up until that point, I just had a couple nicks and stuff, nothing to really actually keep me out of playing. Mm-hmm. And then once I had 2012, I don't think I ever really fully recovered from that ended up messing up my other knee, ended up messing up my knee again. Mm. Um, and it just, you know, it, we've all played sports injured and it's literally the, yeah. or sick. Everyone's played a sport sick. It's literally the worst because yeah. you feel slower. You're like, oh man, I, I used, I can definitely do that, but I can't do it today. Um, so at that point I needed to make a switch. I always wanted to go into golf at some point in my life, mm-hmm. and I was financially uh, well off enough to do that because mm-hmm. golf is one of those sports where, unfortunately, you need kind of a decent amount of money that you're just willing to spend yeah. because it's very expensive. Yep. Um, so I gave that a good run for a while, and then uh, finally, I, I, I don't know if there was like this aha moment of, oh, let me give disc golf a try, but... I finally just like was open to the idea of like, let me see if disc golf is something that I'd enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. And it turned out it was. And I think I never gave it a real chance because it was kind of like tennis and ping pong or tennis and racquetball or trying to think of some other sports that are like similar, but enough different to where if you do the other one, it's going to mess up. Yeah. The one that you're doing professionally. Yeah. yeah it's so, like, it's like baseball and wiffle ball. <laughs> yeah. It's ball and wiffle ball. There yeah. you go. Like if you play wiffle ball for a couple days before yeah. you go out and have baseball practice, you're, you're probably be missing everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that's kind of how it was for me. And, but ever since I kind of, it's, it's funny too, cause January 1st was really the first day that I actually started playing disc golf. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's easy for me to keep track of how long I've been playing for. If anyone yeah. ever asks, it's like, oh, January 1st, 2020. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been an absolute blast so far. So have you stopped yet? Or are you from January 1st? Are you completely, uh, you know, straight through? Oh, like have I, has have, there been a day where I haven't thrown? Yeah. Even there's one disc. There's days where I haven't thrown like full shots, but I don't think there's been a day that I haven't thrown a disc. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty funny. That's, that's pretty that's pretty cool. Yeah. So um, my my off days would be where I spend more time putting. Right. Yeah. 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 So yeah. 
transitioning from like ultimate into disc golf, we had a few people actually asking us this before you ever came on the podcast. What have you noticed kind of like the difference between the two styles of throws has been the hardest thing to adjust? I, I think, I think the hardest thing is the nose down. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, that's the hardest thing. Um, I, I, I feel like I have it on my backhand now consistently, but it did take me quite a while. I would say it probably took me a month, a month to maybe a month and a half of being able to consistently do it every throw where now I don't even think about, I need to throw it nose down. I just do it. Mm -hmm. The forehand, you can get away with a lot more throwing putters and mids, but going up to the next speeds the fairway drivers and the drivers that's where i i feel like i made a breakthrough yesterday during my field work session so i'm pretty happy with that but now it's like i consistently have to be able to do it like i do with my backhand right um where, where i don't have that now you know the main the main goal is you know you throw 10 backhands with the same disc you want them to roughly all be i would say anywhere from like you want the differential of distance to be like 30 feet. Mm -hmm. Now, whether it's left and right, that's something else, but you don't want the difference distance wise to be drastic where forehand, you know, I might throw a forehand 415 feet, but then I also might throw the next one 310 based yeah. off of the nose angle. Yeah. So that's where I'm trying to figure that out to where at least I get the distance all consistent. And then from there you can start trying to, get the left to rightness um on a more narrow um differential if you will yeah 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 so i see a lot of questions coming in about like uh strides you made and improving so we'll hit some of that stuff um here in a bit i wanted to touch uh kind of back to your um golf background so when you go to like bigger golf tournaments you know what is something that you notice is a difference between those top level golf tournaments and disc golf as a whole and as a professional sport so far what are some things that you feel like disc golf could improve on to kind of take us to that next level uh like more of on the on the event side of things or just like players as well as spectators as well as the event everything i would say like professionals and the events on the on the pro side and the event yeah um okay so on the pro side um which is funny though, because I think that this has to go a little bit more with like the PDGA and mm -hmm. maybe even the Disc Golf Pro Tour, yeah. Of like having a dress code because yep. I think the PGA Tour, I think people on the PGA Tour they wouldn't all dress that way if it wasn't man. I mean, you saw as soon as the PGA Tour said that they're allowed to wear shorts during practice rounds, guys were wearing shorts. Yep. So they're not wearing pants and collared shirts and well, you know, Tiger Woods kind of got the mock tee in there, but for the most part, they're not wearing that stuff because they all want to. Yeah. They're wearing that because the PGA tour it's, it's a requirement. So I would think dress code is the first one I'm going back. And I think it's gotten a lot better because I'm, I've just been recently watching some older tournaments. Um, and the dress code has gotten a lot better as far as what players are wearing, which is great. But I think that's easily the first thing. We're, we don't have jerseys or uniforms. So there's not a, you know, basketball can get away with wearing kind of what they wear. And all these other sports can kind of get away with it because they have 
uh, uniforms. But if you look at like tennis, if you look at golf, um, trying to think of some other sports that are like single. I'm blanking. But if you look at those two sports, roughly. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to think. Pool, maybe pool. I don't know. Billiards. Bowling. Um, Yeah, bowling. They they all have kind of dress codes because I think there is a huge difference between a professional look and a non-professional look. 100%. And I'll be the first one to tell you, there's really not that much. my My game does not change if I'm wearing what I'm wearing right now. Or if I'm wearing pants and a polo. Yeah. It doesn't. But I look way more legit in pants and a polo. So I would say dress code. Um, I would say headphones should not be allowed in tournament play. Yep. Um, smoking, obviously, which I don't think is allowed. But I've heard stories that it gets people do it. And even if it's not on camera, it's, again, just a spectator. You got to think of like – the whole goal to grow a sport is to grow the spectators, get more people wanting to watch. And if I show up to an event and like some guys like over in the corner, like puffing a cigarette, <laughs> yeah. that's going to have an impact on how I feel about yeah. the event. So I would say that um, on the tournament side of things, I think there needs to be a bigger separation between the spectators and the players. Um, if I go to an event, I want to feel like I'm at an event, not in the event, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, that's going to probably ruffle some feathers. I know probably there's a lot of people that love walking down the fairway or love being able to give a high five to players right then and there. But again, it's just the optics of all of it. Um, you look at, if I watch two different tournaments, if I watch tournament a, where it literally is pretty much any tournament, and then I watch like the European Open, there's a huge change in how they look mm-hmm. visually on camera and also probably visually where you're there. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so I would say that I think there needs to be like just e- small, easy things like player parking. There needs to be somewhere where players can go and park and no one has access to that. Mm-hmm. And so players can get out of their car, warm up and do all that without – someone coming up and asking to buy a disc or a signature or whatever. I think there needs to be in tournament situations, there needs to be times and places for those things to happen. And I think it it can't just be a free for all. Um, Yeah. And it's one of those things where people that are used to it right now might be like disagreeing with what I'm saying, but it's just the optics. If I show up to an event and I like, you know, pull up and I park and I get out and like the person I'm going to watch is literally parking right next to me. That to me is weird. Yeah. It takes away the whole like, Oh man, like I'm going to see this person, you know, mm-hmm. you need to have that third wall a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. there needs to be spots and places for that third wall to end. So I think the PJ tour does a great job of this and really disc golf needs to just kind of adopt what they've been doing for the last 20, 30, 40 years perfecting it um, and just kind of adopt a lot of the things that the PGA Tour is already doing. Yeah, I mean, I I know I agree with everything that you just said. We've talked about dress code on here before and people don't like when we talk about dress code because, you know, I mean, even on the board right now, they're not happy about (laughs) you talking about the the dress code. Um, But, like, it makes sense, right? I don't want to show up to a tournament and 
Go ahead. What are people? What are what are what are the? What's the other side of the argument? Why? I think. Why is the dress code a bad? Like what? What is? Um, the question should be: Having a dress code, how is that going to negative negatively affect disc golf? So I think the number one thing that I've always heard is like a rebuttal to anything basically along the lines that we're talking about here, because we've talked a whole podcast about this type of stuff. And the number one thing I hear is they don't, people don't want disc golf to be like golf yeah, because then they feel like it'll ruin that kind of like grassroots type feel we have now, which the rebuttal to me is how are we ever going to get into the eyes of Nike or Under Armour or someone like that? If they look at it as just like this little sport that's happening at, at parks, basically, you know what I mean? And I think a, a good way to get out of that is, like you said, the dress code. And, you know, I hadn't really thought about your point of separating the spectators more. Um, that's a, a great point that I had never, never crossed my mind. Um, actually, while you were talking about it, something that came to my mind was uh, Tiger Woods' first win back on tour. There's like this scene when he's walking up to the 18th green. I was I was in that cra- I was in uh, inside. Well, I was in the ropes, and then all of a sudden, I wasn't in the ropes. exactly. That's what I was about to say. Everyone was in the ropes. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Is the announcers are going crazy? Like we've never seen that's this before. Crazy experience. Yeah, yeah. and I'm that's watching it every occurrence. I'm watching it as a disc golfer, thinking this is this is a disc golf tournament. Like yeah. this is worlds. You know, Paul's walking in the crowd up to the green. And in golf, this is just something that's like, are you kidding me? This has never happened before. And they're like so shocked by it. If you go back 20, a bit more than that, 30, 40 years or so, golf used to be like that. Golf used to uh, go down. And even even amateurs, if you watch like the USAM, um, they'll allow you to walk behind in the fairways. But again, it's like it's it's the difference between the USAM and the the U.S. Open. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a separation between the two. They, I, I don't think one's bad versus the other, but there is a separation between the two, and I think that's key. And I think the grassroots argument, I got a lot of it in Ultimate, trust me, because a lot of people did not like what I was, what I stood for or what I thought about Ultimate Frisbee, and I got a lot of grassroots, grassroots. And I think people just don't like change. Yeah, It, it is scary because you don't know what's going to happen, but – I just don't see how and, and I got that a lot with Ultimate is we don't want to be like another sport. And mm-hmm. that's what it sounds like the argument is. We don't want to dress yeah. code because we don't want to be like golf. Well, good good news. We're not like golf because we throw a disc into a basket. Yeah. Yeah. And so there you go. We're not like golf. So just adding a dress code that literally every sport, I, I don't know a sport, and I, I'll stand corrected if someone comes up to me with a professional sport that doesn't have a dress code, but I don't think there, 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 there's uh, one that exists that they literally are like, yeah, if you want to wear a speedo, yeah, you can wear a speedo. <laughs> like if you want to wear like maybe and one, maybe and one was the only <laughs> there we one. Go. Where, like, hot yeah. sauce had, I don't, did you guys ever make those shirts yourself? Cause I definitely made those shirts. I, I never so. made them, but I owned every and one piece of clothing possible. <laughs> but do you know the shirts I'm talking about where he like cut little, like small little slivers. So he yeah. had like almost like a, like chandelier arms. Oh, <laughs> yep. I thought those were the sickest things ever. But um, yeah, I mean like, I think that is obviously different than what we're, what we're going for in disc golf. So I just haven't heard of a really good reason why 
the address code would be bad or why not being able to wear headphones would be bad or why spectators aren't allowed to literally walk wherever they want. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I haven't heard an argument that really makes me go, Oh yeah, you're right. We should think about a compromise or think about a way that both can work. Um, and I'm, I'm interested if people want to tweet me, you know, these, I'm sure people have, their thoughts if they have paragraphs that they want to tweet me <laughs> yeah to let me know why having a dress code will hurt and i'm not talking about everything if you're playing at your local event do whatever you want yeah do whatever the the td allows i'm talking about like if you're at a disc golf pro tour event or a uh, nt event or at usdgc or worlds i mean i'm watching 2016 worlds I'm just telling you, from a sports fan, I'm looking at it and I immediately think this isn't legit. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. my immediate thought process is this isn't legit. Yeah. And I don't think that's what we want from other people that love sports. Yeah. I will say, um, I, I've seen some people commenting about this. The PDGA does have a dress code of sorts, um, but I believe. Yeah, I can't wear, like, you have to wear shoes, right? Yeah. And I think yeah. it's like a uh, dry fit for A tiers. Uh, they might have most recently put pol- uh, like college shirts in for majors. I feel like I, I saw so. that. Ooh, I might be wrong there. Nice. Um, but there is some some sort of dress code. And I think when you get down to a C tier level, it's literally like you have to wear a shirt. Like it's which yeah. that at C tiers I can attest to never gets held up when it's in the middle of July. <laughs> yeah. But you know, a C tier is one thing. When you know, as long as it's not happening on a pro tour, you don't have Austin Turner ripping his uh, shirt off on the lead card of a pro tour event, which would never happen. I'm just saying, um, oh, geez. <laughs> that would be, uh, clearly unprofessional, but the PDJ does have <laughs> certain guidelines, uh, there. Yeah. I think we're just more talking about that next step in guidelines. Yeah. And I think, I think, uh, is the dry fit, is that a newer thing? I believe, right. Is that just from this year or maybe last year? It's within it, the past few. Yes. Okay. So yeah, I think that's obviously a step in the right direction. It's just, you know, let's let's continue to to keep it going. You yeah. know, we shouldn't be seeing someone wearing pajama pants on the lead card. Yeah, yeah. or 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 on any card. Yeah, I, you know? yeah. I, this this topic gets me heated too. Well, not that you're heated, but because <laughs> the people that like try and oppose, you know, this conversation of dress code should be a thing for like big tournaments. I feel like they're okay with where disc golf is and they don't care if disc golf is like the next big thing because they go outside in their backyard and they play disc golf and that's what it is to them. And that's fine. But it is also professional sport that we're trying to grow to be the next big thing. And like Mm -hmm. if I go to a tournament, if I go to USDGC and I don't know who the professionals are and who's the crowd, that's an issue because I want to know who I'm looking at, like which one, who's actually being paid to be here. Like, I don't know. I, Mm. I don't like, a lot of the uh, the dress code that happens on some players, I just don't agree with, and I don't know. It, it gets yeah, me I think, going. I think people need to think, you know, take a second and just think, like, do I not want disc golf to grow because I'm happy that I can just show up to any course that I want in my area and play, and there's not going to be a wait on the first tee, you know, it's not going to be crowded, you know, think about that because if that's why you don't want the sport to grow for like reasons that are going to benefit you personally, I've always been a fan of like, I don't like, I just want everyone to have a chance yeah. at finding a sport that they love. Yeah. 
especially coming from someone that's played a lot of sports that are more on the fringe. Ultimate and disc golf are more fringe sports. Yeah, for sure. I think a lot of people aren't even exposed to it. That could be amazing at the sport. Um, and they're not even exposed. So, yeah. I mean, I've heard arguments that like when we, we were talking about when you first came into disc golf, you know, how we were talking about how there's going to be so many more people on the courses and like people were pissed because they're like, there's going to be too many people on the course that I can't play. And I'm like, if you're pissed about that, you don't care about if the sport really grows. Like, cause that's where we need to be. We need to have so many people on the courses to where like, there needs to be more courses. There's more courses. Yeah. yeah. Lynchburg, you know, where we're from, they're like, wow, so many people on that course, there needs to be two or three more in this that's area. Literally happened within this year. Yeah. They, they yeah. sent a parks, parks department person out counted the people playing disc golf and then added three more courses. Yeah. So like that's yeah. what needs to happen and if there need if you know for a few months you're playing with, you know, it takes you a little while to play the game. I mean, that's worth it. it. That, yeah, that's where this is going, right? Yeah, and I think an interesting question too is some of the best courses that people always throw out are those courses like run by people that like take care of them. They're not like public courses for the most part. Most of the time, they're talking about public courses, like free to play. Well, yeah, free to play, but I'm saying like not. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure about Maple Hill. Like, what is that? The like, if a, if a tree gets knocked over at Maple Hill, does the parks is that is that in a park? That so I someone... think Maple Hill is owned by it's somebody. a private course. Yeah, yeah. that's private. But oh, that's like, a private one. Yeah, like so if like, you I came know, here like... to Fallen Creek, like where you like you played here with Paul. I played Fallen Creek. Yeah. Yeah, like that's Bedford County Parks Department would take care of it if if a tree fell down. Okay. So my, my thought is like a course like Maple Hill, that's probably taken care of really, really well. Yeah. There's another course here in the, the Dallas area called Selah Ranch, I believe. Yeah, oh, I've played there. People, <laughs> yeah. A lot of people talk about that place as well, which I also think is a private course, yes. not private, but like, it's not a parks course. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think more courses like that would exist if people started seeing that there was a demand. If I'm a business person and I and I, you know, have a million dollars to throw around and I see like holy crap, like a lot of people are playing disc golf and I have all this land that I'm doing nothing with, like maybe I maybe I hire someone to build a sick course. Yeah. I think I think those opportunities and those things happen when the demand of disc golf um gets higher and higher. So this idea notion of like you're going to show up to a course and there's going to be hundreds of people on the course and you're not going to be able to play. That might be like for a short period of time, right. but I think it's worth having more and more demand for the sport to where bigger and better things start happening. Yeah. Now people are coming at us in the comments about wearing sweatpants yeah, in our YouTube that. videos, but like, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about professional, yeah. we're talking about professional tournaments. We're not talking about like YouTube videos. It's totally different. Yeah. Like there's the, a big, there's a big, yeah, huge I don't difference. care. I don't care what people are posting on their social media. Yeah. You can do whatever you want on your social media. It's more of like when you're actually in the event. Yeah. And even, and even maybe like in the, uh, in the events around the event, like if yeah. there's other stuff going on mm-hmm. that, you know, players are required to be at, like that might not be a bad idea to be looking professional as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I, I think you can wear whatever. I think you can wear sweatpants in YouTube videos. Thanks, yeah. Comfy Boys. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> That's we, we have to give comfy. up our brand. <laughs> yeah, Comfy Boys can't give that up. 
All right. So let's, I guess, get into the... Uh, some fan questions. Some fan questions and some you stuff You want me that, to take the, the board? Yeah, you can take the comments. Uh, my questions came from Instagram. And we'll start with this. Uh, what is your favorite ty- type of disc? Go favorite putter, favorite mid-range, favorite fairway, and favorite distance driver. All right. So the putter, obviously, is uh, my Dark Horse Roach. Um, I ba- basically threw every disc, for the most part, every putter that Discraft currently makes. Mm -hmm. And I kind of, I messed around with the Luna for a little bit and liked that. Um, I liked Paige's Fierce a little bit as well. I actually throw her uh, disc for like a straighter putter shot. Mm -hmm. Um, But the the Dark Horse Roach, I'm loving that. Uh, The Zone, I think, is my favorite. If I can add another putter to mid, I would throw Zone in the middle there. Um, my favorite mid would be the meteor. Mm-hmm. My favorite fairway driver would be the Raptor. And my favorite yeah. driver is the glow nuke SS. Okay. No, okay. That's nice. new, right? You started throwing that recently. Currently throwing. <laughs> I but like so that. Once pick. I do it in the bag, I think people will start throwing it. Yeah. Have you thrown the crystal Raptor? I have not done the crystal. I've only thrown uh, Yuli's Raptor. Okay. We'll have to get you the crystal Raptor. That's the one that we did exclusive run of. That one's... Yeah. It's a much different disc. It's a lot more stable. Yeah. yeah. I've, only thrown, I've only thrown a Z Raptor. Okay. So uh, I saw a question. I don't know if it was on Instagram or where it was, but it was actually about like the SS molds. Um, oh, yeah. And so once you brought the Nuke SS up, it kind of brought it back up to my mind. Do you think that there's like a... Like, do you feel weird as a pro, I guess would be a way to put it, throwing an ss mold like they they ask kind of if there's like a uh what is it a stigma, stigma around it i think is how they're oh, putting the there? question i have no idea is I, there? no i, I don't, don't think so they were asking because you just well, don't I mean, see I threw, I threw my glute nuke, nuke ss 541 feet yesterday so, <laughs> so i guess that settles it there <laughs> yeah oh if there is a stigma around it that's fine <laughs> I, I could throw it really far yeah <laughs> i um, think i think the question i think i think there's a time and a place for everything yeah right. um you know like the force, I'm starting to get uh, the force and the Zoop, Zeus. I'm starting to get some pretty good flex lines out of them to get, you know, 500 plus throws. And you know, like I threw, I threw my force the other day, like 505 into the wind, Jeez. which I would not be able to do with a glow nuke SS. Yeah. But if I have a wide open field and on, and there, the wind is not an issue, and I'm just trying to go for max, max distance. The glow glow nuke SS is going to go the furthest, right? Um, just because I can, you know, I've been throwing on a hyzer my whole life, yeah, pretty much. Well, not whole life, but yeah. since I started throwing discs, so ripping it on a hyzer, um, I'm going to get my most distance. Where you know, someone like I was just watching Nico play a lot. That guy rips on Annie's, yeah, hard, yeah. crazy, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I don't, yeah, I don't think. I don't, I'm not a big fan of this notion of like, this disc is way superior to this disc. It's like, well, this disc might be way superior for certain people and this disc might be way superior for others. Yep. Like what works for you? Yeah. So love it. I didn't know there was a stigma around an SS. It is my only SS, I guess, disc in my bag. Oh, I have an Avenger SS that I get freaky with sometimes on like rollers. Yeah. I don't think it's really a stigma as much as it's like, there just hasn't been a, a like top level 
player with a, like a crank SS or a nuke SS in their bag, basically, was the que- where the question was coming from. There's not. I think it's more just like Paul just turns Zeus's over the way he throws, so he doesn't feel a need for it. Whereas if you throw on Heiser and it flips up and goes for you, then that's the yeah. the disc for you. I think that's where the question was kind of stemming from. I just it came up to my mind when you were talking about that. So yeah, I think honestly, if you can control the SS, it's going to be the farthest throwing disc. Right. Yeah. Because you can throw it Heiser. It, has it the longest, flips yeah. up to flat, it turns, and then it turns again. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it has all that time where if you throw an overstable disc, you're already kind of throwing it flat to turn. Like you're you're not really the the you know flipping up part is not really uh, that drastic. Yeah. So yeah. if you can figure it out, I think those guys could throw that nuke S, you know uh, an SS or whatever. Yeah. The furthest. So um, another question that kind of goes right along with this was what your farthest throw was. Is it that oh, yeah. is 540 feet the farthest or have you topped that? Uh, I, that's the farthest recorded distance. Throw farther um, than me. That's we farther just, than 90% of the world. <laughs> and that's with, the, that's with an actual rate, uh, range finder. Not, okay. Your disc. Not, uh, not your disc, yeah. which is like plus or minus. 30 feet yeah, yeah exactly that, yeah we used u the other day and we were standing in the same spot and like one was like 350 the other one was like 390 like, yeah oh, all right that, that's <laughs> off it's it's a little yeah that's why like when i did that video with drew trying to throw 500 feet yeah it's like i either threw this 520 or 480 <laughs> yeah and thinking about it it was probably 480 but it said 500 so we screenshot it and that, that was <laughs> nice. it yeah but yeah we're we're doing um I'm doing the mile challenge soon. Nice. Um, so people will actually be able to see. I've, I've thrown a couple long throws in some of my videos, mm-hmm. um, but I think people will start seeing the form kind of take place and just see how I throw the Glow Nuke SS in that video. Um, and we're going to be using a rangefinder. So, okay, good. And, and that thing is 100% accurate. Yeah, so right, whatever, yeah. wherever it lands, it lands. We need to get ourselves a rangefinder. I have one. Oh, well. We need to use it. <laughs> um, all right. Would you rather finish in uh, top 10 at your next tournament, or would you rather have Kelsey play a tournament? Uh, finish top 10. Okay. That was the <laughs> easiest question ever. What the heck? <laughs> all right. I, I think it'd be cool to watch Kelsey play a tournament, but come on. That's the easiest question ever. <laughs> Do you have one, or should I go? Uh, you can bring another one up. There's okay. just a lot of people talking, not a lot of questions right now. Okay. Um, so Bring in the questions, guys. Come on. What, what are the hot topics, the hot takes? People are still talking about the, the dress code, and then people are oh, trying to gosh, figure out what we, SS meant. We should have saved the dress code towards the end of we the We should bottom. have. I, yeah. We didn't know we were going to get into that, man. I didn't know either. <laughs> All right. So last week, we built our like ultimate player from uh, head game to backhand, forehand to putting and scramble, scramble. shots. So you, we did a, 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 you know, a man and a woman. So sticking with the men, if you only can pick one person, like you can only pick Paul, for example, for backhand. You can't pick him for both backhand and forehand. Mm. Putting you on the spot, start with head game. Who would you choose building an ultimate player? Can I pick myself? You can. Yeah. And, you know, I oh. picked you or uh, Nate Sexton because oh. I thought that was on point. Okay. Yeah. Head, I'll pick myself because I feel like that's the only 100%. thing I really have right now that's like close to the top guys yeah i, um, I and, agree and i don't really want someone else in my head yeah, that would, yeah i'll that would actually be... i'll tell you we had paul do this and yeah. he picked you for mental game he did yeah yeah 
it wasn't on video, but I, we yeah, were we talking just, to we him. We texted he, him right after the podcast. You. So, yeah. uh, um, on point so far. Yeah. All right, backhand. Okay, I would go with it's backhand, forehand, scramble, and then putting. Yeah, yeah. And putting, circle one and two combined. Okay. Um, I'm going to go a little out of order. So yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll take Paul for putting. Yep. Makes sense. I think that's what I do. I'll take Sexton for my forehand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll take... Hmm. I feel like scrambling is going to be the hardest one because I always watch... Like, I haven't really seen that m- much. Yeah. And if you're watching a lead card, they're not really scrambling because yeah. they're playing yeah. well. Yeah. So scramble's <laughs> gonna be scramble be my last one. Uh, backhand, I'll go. Dang, who do I want ripping backhands? So many good ones. Yeah, backhand was the toughest one. For like, me. do you want super distance, like Garrett Gerthy, but like can be a little off on the accuracy? Or do you want someone who can just throw everything, like Conrad? Yeah, like I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like backhand is like one of those where a lot of guys have elite level backhands. I could probably list off like 10. And forehand, ooh, Barsby would be a good forehand too. His forehand's yeah. dirty mm-hmm. as well. Um, you know, I'm going to go Drew Gibson backhand. Nice. Okay. Did you pick? I oh, picked we talked Emerson about Drew. Keith. We yeah. talked about Drew for backhand. That's what it was. So then all that's left is scramble, right? No putting. Oh, oh yeah, no, yeah, scramble, yeah, just scramble. Yeah, just scramble. Paul, Paul yeah, for yeah. putting. Um, from the the few tournaments I've I've seen, and from what people have told me, I'll pick Ricky for scramble. That's a great pick. That's what I picked. Yeah. Yep. That's a good one. It's yeah. But I also might pick myself for scramble. You can't. You picked yourself you picked, for head. Yeah, game. head game. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I picked uh, MJ Michael Johansson for yeah, scrambling. That's a good one. Does he have a forehand? No, but the, really. the dude's dirty in the woods. Yeah. He's a Charlotte, uh, Charlotte local guy, and then he he plays on tour, obviously. But he has so much control over his backhand that yeah. I have seen him get out of some of the weirdest situations in the woods. Yeah. So I feel like scrambling. If you can throw a hammer, a scuba, a forehand roller, a backhand roller, throw off your knees, um, tomahawk. Uh, if you can do all those throws, there's really not. There's like when I first started playing disc golf, there was so many shots that I was like, I have no idea how to get to the basket. Yeah. <laughs> um, where now it's like you can start figuring out like, oh, if I throw a meteor, ha- if I throw a hammer meteor, it's going to glide to the right. But mm-hmm. if I throw a hammer force, it's going to come out real quick of the gap. And if I want it to go left, then it'll do that. So like, yeah. there's a lot of different things you can start doing real freaky with these discs. But, uh, yeah, I think that's a solid person. Yep, it is. That, that I think they would win a lot of tournaments. Yeah, yeah. that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to jump over to a Twitter question. Wait, is my person better than your guys' person? What the heck? I don't uh, think so. I, don't, I mean, was, I, obviously, I still think my person's better. but Well, okay, mine had some uh, weird picks in it. So did mine. I had, Who was your person? I had Paul for mental game, Chris Dickerson for backhand, uh, Nate Sexton forehand, um, okay. MJ Scramble, and I'm trying to remember my putter. Oh, Conrad putting. Yeah. I went. I don't uh, know. I feel like my guy isn't as good as I thought he originally was. I went you slash Sexton for for mental game. Who'd you decide on? I think I picked Sexton. Sexton mental game. Sexton for mental game. Emerson okay. Keith backhand. Forehand was Ooh. big germ. 
putting was Paul, and scramble was Ricky. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I like how I think, in- I think my person wins. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to put it to a vote. I wish there was a way I to feel simulate like that's what this. Everyone's going to say, right? Yeah. Everyone makes someone, they're like, I think my person's the best. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I like how none of us picked. Uh, wow. No one picked Eagle for backhand or forehand. Jeff Corns is in the chat, just absolutely pushing for Eagle to be the best scrambler. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's got I it all, too. Seen, I haven't seen him. That's the problem. I don't. He doesn't miss fairways. Scramble was the only one that I was like, I, I don't know. I did look I mine up. Yeah. I did look mine up after. MJ was the number one scrambler and uh, I think it might be Udis stats this season or somewhere Udis stats. MJ was the top scrambler. And how many tournaments does he play? Two? Well, well it's percentages. Thing, getting up and down. Wait, yeah, but, one thing too to take into account. Scramble, I think, goes almost hand-to-hand with the mental game because yeah. like playing with Paul, he knows where to miss. That's like, true. What, what the misses are. So... Yeah, you might not be on the fairway because that's really the only thing scramble is, right? When you're off the fairway, yeah, that counts as a scramble. It does, yep. So yeah, if you're playing with someone that knows where to miss, yeah, you might not be on the fairway, but you're still going to get up and down. That's true. Versus someone that like is just chucking the disc and it ricochets off a tree and then you're in the middle of nothing and you got nothing. Yeah. Dude, yeah. you know who else is really good at scrambling that I've played with a bunch? Yuli. Mm, yeah, yeah, there was someone who He's mentioned that earlier. Him. Yep. I forgot about that. Yuli actually has a dirty scramble game. He just has that one disc that he throws a roller, and it literally just ends up by the basket every time he throws it. I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> so our uh, Jeff Corns did some research for you, and MJ was number 10 in scrambling last year, so good try. I'm still happy with get, that. Get lit, sir. He was number one, then dropped to 10 after Hall of Fame Classic. Look at that. So I must number have missed 10. it. Hey, Jeff. He, he must have had a bad Hall of Fame Classic. Check my person, Jeff. I think mine's the best one. <laughs> Jeff's fact-checking well, everything I'm saying. required him to throw a lot of forehand scramble shots. That's true. Yeah. Hall of Fame probably probably pushed his limits. Um, yeah. So I'm going to jump over to uh, Twitter here, because you actually just brought this up a little bit, talking about Paul. Uh, so this one came from Michael Campbell over on Twitter, and he wants to know the best piece of advice you've gotten so far from Paul. How can you pick if one? If you can pick one. That might be too too tough of a How question. How do you pick just one? Yeah. Um I don't there's not I don't I wouldn't say like when there's not something that jumps out right away where it's like, oh, this for sure. Um there's been so many little bits and pieces. I would say the best advice is something that he's actually not even told me. It's just watching him is probably just the work ethic. Yeah. And I feel like I already kind of had that coming in, yeah. but understanding what I could be doing to get better, mm-hmm. um, having him kind of as like a template almost of me following in his footsteps, I feel has gotten me a lot better in disc golf quicker mm-hmm. than just going out to a field and chucking my disc without really any idea of what I'm trying to accomplish. So I would say watching him kind of what he does to get better and then just implementing that into my own game. Yeah. That I love w- that too, because that's something that everyone can do. Yeah. It's not like there's some yeah. secret sauce that, you know, yeah. Paul told you like MJ giving the Looney Tunes his uh, drinking water. Yeah. You know, it's, it's yeah. something that you can just watch Paul and learn for yourself. Basically. I like that. Yeah. All right. Well, before I ask my question, we have a super chat here. Shout out to Chris. Neil, he says, has Brody lost a favorite disc yet? Wait, is his name Jeff Chris Neal? No, no, no. no Chris, Chris Neal, Neal disc golf. Oh, I thought he had three first names. What the <laughs> heck? Um, so 
I'm a huge, huge component of trying not to fall in love with a specific disc, Mm -hmm. but rather fall in love with a specific mold and plastic. Smart. So if that (laughs) disc, yeah, if that disc happens to get stuck into a tree or lost, it's fine. I've got a couple other, I can just pull it in. So, um, for example, like today it was like 30 mile an hour winds out there today. And I tried a pretty freaky forehand on a hole with uh, Yuli's Raptor, and it went to like the one spot you can't get. Yeah. So that disc is gone unless someone it's hole number uh, ten out at uh, McCord Park. If anyone wants to go get it, you um, know if they find it, they ain't giving it back to you. <laughs> oh yeah, they're not. No, we, Kelsey lost one of my Dark Horse Avenger SSs the other oh. day. She just forgot to pick it up, and I was like, that disc is gone. Yeah, yeah. Like, no. You yeah. can't buy that. So why yeah. is someone going to give that back to me? It's not going to happen. So yeah. I think what, don't. Yeah. I, I think what's wrong with like my bag is like probably like five or six of the discs are like limited edition will never be sold again. So if like, and I'm, I'm all about throwing, I don't like hanging discs up. So like if I lose it, I lose it. <laughs> like I oh. have one of the, the black, uh, get freaky zones in my bag. If I lose it, I lose it. Like I'm not getting another one back. No. So like, Oh, Speaking of, oh, this might actually be my favorite disc. Uh-oh, oh, here we go. I had it over here on the side just in case. I forgot. This is from, uh, this guy reached out to me. I believe his name is Tim Perkins. Timothy Perkins? Tim Perkins? His, uh, he does Synergy Dyes. A little shout out to Synergy Dyes. Nice. Cool. He told me to send him a Get Freaky and he'll make it sick. So. Oh, this is one. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I yep, don't know if like people can one. see that. Bring it a but, little to uh, your uh, left, I think. Move it left. Right uh, here. Uh, uh, a little more right. Sorry. <laughs> this this way? Yeah. But not too much. Like go like a few inches. I'm just trying to get it centered on the screen. A few more inches. Good enough. Yeah, that's good. People yeah, right can there, see that now. Right Perfect. <laughs> All right. This is it. Yeah. Uh, this is one of the orange get freakies, and he dyed it. So it's sick. That's so sick. this will be going in the bag for sure. Nice. And luckily, this is like a disc that I'm not like throwing too many like risky shots i would say yeah most of these shots are like pretty controlled so i'm not like you know hopefully i haven't lost my original black get freaky either well that's good i've been throwing that mad crazy so that'll be going in the bag but yeah i don't i think it's you know if you have certain discs like this and stuff like you said Mm -hmm. you have like a lot of really cool stamps or you know unique discs i think i think that's one thing but i don't think you should i don't think it's a good idea to be like this is the buzz that yeah. I'm, this is my buzz Yeah, yep. because you're going to lose that. And then now you don't want to have that thought of like, I'm never going to find the, the same buzz. Like yep. that is my problem. When yeah. I get like emotionally attached to my discs. Yep. I have this, yeah, I have, it's going to be mental. Yep. You're going to think yep. like every throw you throw bad. It wasn't your fault. It was the disc fault. <laughs> I will say there's this one, uh, C line MD three from disc mania that I used to throw, I beat it in for like a year and a half, and it was the perfect flying mid. Uh, it's basically like a beat up buzz, if I'm being honest. But in my head, I've never thrown something that flies like it, and it like every time I step up to a hole that I remember throwing it on, You're like, like ah, a part of me hurts. This. I'm like, man, if only I had this MD3, I could pure it. Yeah. yeah, I need to get unemotionally attached to my bag. Maybe I just need a new bag. Just get rid of yeah, all the, the all the thing. memories, <laughs> get them all out of there, and just yeah, start I think, fresh. I think there's a I think there's a disc that flies like a, a beat in disc. I think the big difference is the feel of the disc, yeah. right? Like how it feels. 
it's hard to find another disc that feels that way and does that flight. Right. You can definitely find another disc that does that flight, but it not, might not feel the same way in your hand. So yeah. that's, I would say that's probably the biggest thing to get away with. But there's only one disc in my bag that actually flies differently uh, than it did off the shelf. What is that? Uh, Jawbreaker Zone. Okay. okay. Yeah. I will say disc. It's just, it's just more. It's just more uh, straight than yeah. the other ones. Discraft, as far as beating in goes, is one of the like best brands of like. If you have a buzz, I have buzzes that have been in my bag for as long as I've been playing almost, and I could go get a buzz tomorrow that's gonna fly like that buzz. Yeah. Um, it seems like I, I don't know what it is. Uh, some people love Innova for this, and some people hate it. But Innova discs seem to like beat in, so you can carry. 10 different destroyers and they all fly different but then the hard part is you lose that beat up destroyer you're not going to find a disc that flies like that because right. you just beat it up for a year and a half and now she's gone yeah um and yeah i don't know what tournament i was watching but i don't know if it was sexton commentating it was some, it was the commentator and he was commentating on him and you know his card and he said something about how he had to throw a disc uh, that he wasn't comfortable throwing on a hole because he previously had lost the disc that was good for that hole. Yeah. Which, if you think about it, like, again, I'm going to talk about golf. If you go to that situation, if you had a golfer be like, yeah, you know, I just struggled this week because my seven iron, you know, I, I, just, I it's a new seven iron and it's not, everyone would be like, you're crazy. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I think if you could do the same thing in disc golf where, you know, every tournament I go to, I'm going to have two or three backups for every disc I have. If I lose it, or even if I throw it and it, you know, a chip comes out of it or whatever, I can just insert the next one and know a hundred percent it's going to fly like the disc I was previously throwing. Yeah. yeah I think that's just useful. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, good. we have a, we have a super chat here. Um, and he asks, uh, any tips for throwing distance as far as form? Um, I know that's kind of a broad question, so I'm going to kind of rephrase it um, into if there's been like one aha moment in your form uh, that's like clicked and next thing you knew, you're like, that made sense and now you're throwing farther. Yeah, the, the one thing that took me the longest to, to be a believer in and I was holding back because I was so bad at it and I'm still bad at it. I'm not 100% consistent with it yet, is that front plant foot needs to be perpendicular to where you're trying to throw. Yeah, that's um, a huge one. Yeah, I was I was always 45. I, I never was like super 90, like pointing at my target. I was mostly like 45 to like 55, 60. Um, and I never like in my head was like, oh, the, I always wanted to believe like it didn't make that much difference. But I, I now can consistently throw over 500 feet when I want to, and that never was this this situation. And I, and I know, too, as soon as I step and I have a bad throw, like my misses in my last video were pulls, so I would throw it to the right. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people, I've heard a lot of people like, oh, grip lock or, oh, late release. And it's like, was it, though? Like, I, I think it's, <laughs> I, I think... Again, relating it to golf, there's a lot of times where you'll see something in super slow. They'll go, they'll cut to slow mo after a bad hit to see what happened. Yeah. Very few times will a commentator with a, a golfer swinging at 105 miles, 110 miles, uh, uh, a disc golfer, you know, ripping their arm and body through at who knows how fast, 
it's very hard, I would say, by the naked eye to be like, oh, this was why you did it. Um, so for me, like having that open foot, that leads for that leads to my hips releasing sooner, mm-hmm. and then which ends up making my release on my hand. I'm not releasing it late. It's just my hips are releasing sooner. Mm-hmm. So now when I release, I'm already past where I'm trying to release it. Yep. Um, yep. So I would say if you're trying to throw far, really for me, the standstill helped a lot to just get the foundation of the throw. And then once you feel like the standstill is good, slowly start. Yeah, found there you go. <laughs> slowly, start, uh, slowly start working in that X step. And really focus on trying to get that right foot um, not stacked either. You want that right foot like in front of your back foot. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's huge. A good piece of that, was, that was huge for me. Those two that are huge. Uh, that's something that is. Nose down. Oh, nose down. Sorry. Nose down. That, that <laughs> might be. If you do all that and it's nose up, the disc is going nowhere. Trust me. Also valid. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, those Two things and what's what's also crazy is everything you just touched on is stuff that like every time I've helped a like am or newer player with form those are like three of the things that are consistently wrong yeah. is their fall their follow throughs coming up so it's nose up they're not planning their their front foot's planted completely forward so their hips aren't turning and then their back foot is right in line with it and so even if their front foot was sideways they're still pulling right yeah uh, so I think those those are all huge and something that a lot of people uh, struggle with yeah yeah. You want to? Yeah, we got a good question. Yeah, we have a second super chat. Uh, not really a question, but I'll read it out. Uh, it's from Jesse Gamble. He said he's sitting in his truck that broke down on a rainy day that just canceled his oh, disc golf plans. Watching it and it's helping him cope, but he'd rather be out shanking shots and swearing. You guys rock. So sorry that uh, all this has happened to you today, but glad we can make it hopefully that a little be bit a better. Sure, the triple S. <laughs> shaping shots and swearing triple s i like it i like it all right so we have time for a few more questions before we head over to that patreon q a do you ever see kelsey playing fpo no okay (laughs) i guess a question that might need to come before do you see kelsey actually playing in a tournament i know you mentioned it in your last video i think she will i think i think uh i think the 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 plan would be to try to find some sort of fun either locally or maybe there is just a really fun mixed doubles tournament and this is something yeah. maybe chat some of the chat might have some good suggestions uh if we fly there whatever but i think having like a fun mixed doubles environment and getting a little bit competitive um she might join it i think a local like might not even be sanctioned event in the Dallas area. I could see her playing in, but you know, I, I think she has still like a deep, deep passion for dancing and um, she might be trying back out mm-hmm. to become a professional dancer with cool. a team uh, in the future. I don't know. Spoiler alert, maybe. Cool. cool. Um, but that that's her true passion. So the disc golf is just fun for us to go out, spend some time together and enjoy but I don't see her grinding in the garage uh, and doing all those things you need to do to to be out there competing with some of these other ladies. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, so yeah. I guess we'll give this guy a shout out. He didn't ask any question. He gave a he, he super chatted ninety nine cents. Uh, oh, hey. message retracted. Yeah. Did you delete it or he I did? did not? He deleted right. his own message. Well, he, LG I don't know if Disc a typo, Golf. But LG Disc Golf, thanks for the super chat. And if you ask your question without super chatting, I'll still try to ask it. <laughs> 
Um, you know what's crazy? You almost you used to be able to get a double cheeseburger from McDonald's for ninety nine cents, <laughs> and then you used to be able to get a McDouble from McDonald's for ninety nine cents, and now a McDouble like McDonald's is a dollar twenty nine. That's good <laughs> things to know. All right, we have Why? a few more. We have. Oh we'll, we'll finish it out with these three. Yeah, we have three uh, these super chats. Three super chats to wrap out the podcast because they all just came in one after the other. Um, so the first one is, which I mean, this has already happened, but I guess it'll be like, will there ever be another disc golf trick shot video? Yeah, I, I was. Uh, what was I talking to? Maybe I was talking to someone on my Instagram live stream the other day about that. Um, so. The reason why I did so many frisbee trick shot videos was because it was it was very easy. Mm. It was it was very easy for me to throw a frisbee from 70 yards into a basketball hoop. If it was hard, there would be way less videos. Yeah. Um, Oops, so yeah. disc golf, I think, will start happening, like the trick shots and doing stuff like that. I think that that will start happening once I start feeling really confident in the consistency. You know, if I can throw my zone 200 feet and have, you know, one out of every three or one out of every four, like almost go into the basket, then I'm thinking, okay, let's make a trick shot video. Mm. But if I'm out there and I'm like throwing hundreds of throws and hoping one goes in, no, thank you. That doesn't sound fun. (laughs) Well, when you're ready, we have a stadium you know, one that you're familiar with that we can do a trick. Oh shot yeah. We, we do need to do, if we're going to do one, we do need to do a little trick shot battle up there. That would be dope. That'd be cool. Yeah. Like a little game of horse would be sick up there. That would be cool. That'd be sick. That'd um, be sick. so the, the next super chat, the next two kind of go together. So I'm gonna ask them together. Uh, the first one is how many aces do you have? And then the second one is will Brody retire his first ace disc? So I have zero aces. Mm-hmm. Um, talking to some good players, the only time you really ace is when you overthrow. Yes. Aces Um, are bad shots. Technically that happen to go in. Yep. Unless, unless you get like a skip ace, I could see how that, cause I, I've, I've started, uh, watching some people play that throw like some drivers and stuff to like shorter, shorter throws. And, you know, it'll skip. And if it goes in, great. If it doesn't, then it's still, like, around the basket. But, yeah, if you're throwing, like, an airmail shot and it goes in, like, you were not doing that. Unless you're literally Paul McBeth and you're on hole 18 and you're down by two. Yeah. And trying to tie. Um, For the most part, yeah, aces are not great shots. So I haven't had a not good enough shot go in yet. (laughs) I'm still waiting. Um but yeah, a lot of a lot of my shots too. Like some of these courses I'm playing, you can ace run them. You know, some of these holes are 150, 200 feet. You can ace run them, but I know I'm not going to do that in a tournament. Yeah. So I'm practicing throws that are landing 10, 15 feet short of the basket and skipping up or you know slowly sliding up to the basket. So yeah, smart. it hasn't happened yet. I've gotten close a couple times. Um, I've hit chains a couple times. I hit basket the other day. It probably will happen. It probably will be one of the times I'm not filming, which will be fun. Yep. I'll probably be up by myself too, which will be even better. Um, but no, I will not be retiring the disc. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> as you get to know me more, I'm not very sentimental in that stuff. Yeah. 
Like, well, I don't really even know where any of my trophies or medals or any of that stuff is. It's in, it's just in a room somewhere. Yeah. We, it's not like picking up anywhere. That's funny. You're talking about trophies. Uh, a few months ago, we took Paul's trophies in his backyard and lit them up with a, uh, what was MP5. that? Yeah. With, with an MP5. So talk about not being <laughs> sentimental to trophies. It was, yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, a trophy's a trophy. It's cool. Yeah. It's, it's, it's cool to look at and be like to remember stuff, I would say, but, I'm definitely not playing to win a trophy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely sure. playing to beat everyone else. Yeah. Smart. That's more that's more satisfaction. Yeah. All right. So any more questions? Uh, well, there was a second part to one of the super chats, uh, and it was just if you remember what the most attempts were you've had on a single trick shot. It it was one of the easier shots I've ever done. It was the <laughs> out my very first video. Um, I threw a frisbee into the statue, the alligator statue outside of the swamp at the University of Florida, and the goal was to throw it and have it like stay in the mouth. And I was probably like maybe ten feet or something, which I think also added to the fact of how many attempts it was. But it had to have been like fifty plus attempts or something of me just rattling off and it just hitting its teeth or bouncing in the mouth and bouncing out. Luckily, I was only 10 feet away, so it was just like easy to replicate <laughs> over and over again. Yeah. But it, that was definitely one of the more frustrating ones. But some of like the really, really difficult ones that people would think took the longest time, like the speedboat catch was the fifth throw, I think. Oh, wow. Um, the, the bat shot where I threw it up and hit it with a baseball bat into the, into the goal, goal, that was, I think, the 13th try. Um, so you took more shots at you know the uh, a ten footer the the no the one where we all were oh, there in the stadium in the stadium oh, when you're sitting yeah. down throwing those forehands. Back in my heyday, if I'm throwing a frisbee, I'm getting that in less than twenty tries. Yeah, Jeez. yeah, that's impressive. A lot of that <laughs> was like me me still trying to figure out how to even freaking throw. Yeah, that was a, a while back. Forehand. Yeah, huh? Yeah, that was a while yeah. ago. Like you you only were playing for a few months at that point. Not even. Or, yeah, yeah I, I guess just my forehand was really true. That was we were actually uh, we spent a lot of time at um, Liberty's pra- disc golf practice. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All teaching me how to throw a forehand. Um, so that was still back when I was trying to figure out how to even throw a forehand. But um, yeah, shot like oh, shot like that now. Oh, I I, I could I'd make that way faster because yeah. that really wasn't even that hard of a shot, really. It's like a smooth little <laughs> hard for uh, not hard for you. That'd take me all day. It's a smooth little shot. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of it though is mental because yeah. it's like, if you can just throw it and then adjust your next throw based on what you saw and not get frustrated, you can, you can, you know, knock out some of these shots really, really quick. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I think the you key know. is also like having discs that always fly the same. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. That would that was my biggest frustration with ultimate discs is one, uh, you throw like the worst sound from an ultimate frisbee player they'll tell you every time is a disc on concrete. Yeah. Literally the worst sound ever. Because like disc off plastic all, for the most part are pretty good. Maybe jawbreaker, maybe some of like the pro D and stuff, yeah, maybe not like that much. But all the premium stuff, you if you slides on cart path or the road or whatever, you're fine. But an ultimate disc, as soon as like the bottom of it gets scuffy, it feels terrible in your hand. And then all it really takes is like literally one bad throw into something and the disc flies completely different. Yeah. 
So that was frustrating as you would have like a stack of 70 discs. And, you know, I would have to remember like, oh, this orange one is going to do this or whatever. Mm. And it would get kind of frustrating at times. But luckily, I would get a lot of freshies. Hence why I have, I don't know if you saw like my garage, but I have hundreds and hundreds of ultimate discs. Yeah. From, you know, I would I would basically do a trick shot video with it. And then the disc was never thrown again. Jeez, oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, because it just gets effect. It gets it gets too banged up. Yeah, and then it doesn't fly the same way. Yeah. Well, awesome. Uh, thanks so much for coming on. Um, do you have anything coming up that you'd like to shout out? I'm sure this audience is the same as your YouTube audience, but in case there's anyone interested. Wait, quick question. Yeah. Are, I'm sorry, I'm going to cut oh, yeah, you off. Yeah. Are you planning on playing yeah. any tournaments the rest of the at uh, you know? The yeah, rest I of need to text Paul to see what the heck is going on. Okay. What what tournaments are happening? Beats me. As of go right to, now, go the to next, Ledgestone. Yeah, as of right now, the <laughs> next one happening, I think, is a Pro Tour July third through the fifth is like the next bigger tournament. But NTs and majors through the end of July are uh, donezo. They're all postponed or canceled. Well, so. you, yeah, you should definitely come to Ledgestone. Uh, we will be there. Yeah, as of right now, that's still on. Yeah. But Illinois government might have other well plans for that. Not. So we will we'll find other out. Things. You want to read that while so, he's looking, or maybe not. I have is the Beaver State Fling not the first tournament I in think June? It's canceled, I, I think. believe they postponed that one. Or, yeah, I think the uh, the first Pro Tour is uh, July third through fifth. I want to say it's the Portland Open. Mm. Um, yes. Okay, so I might I might do that instead because initially I was gonna go overseas and do the Sula Open in Norway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think. Yeah, and then the European Open after that, but I, I'm guessing no one's really doing the European thing anymore. As of right now, it's been postponed, um, but we don't really know what that means. Same with yeah. Worlds, you know, they they say postponed, but their uh, finding dates is going to get harder and harder as the, the year goes on. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I talked about this a little bit the other day, where initially my idea was to play in the best tournaments I could play in, right. and those would be the only tournaments I was going to play, but. I think now that the season, you know, initially I was going to be able to play like 20, 25 tournaments or something, which I think would have been great for my first year. Yeah. But now I don't know how many of these tournaments are going to happen. Yeah. So I think I'm going to try to find a lot, uh, a lot more local tournaments okay. and regional tournaments mm -hmm. to fill in the schedule to still try to play as many tournaments as possible. Because I think I'm at the stage now where I need to put what I've been practicing and what I've been learning under pressure situations yeah, for sure. and then learn from that and get better. So, um, yeah, it, all the big tournaments, if I can get in them and play in them, I'll be there for sure. Um, cool. awesome. Well, and Ledgestone is on there August 13th to the 16th, Eureka, Illinois. It's on, Sweet. It's on my list. There we Perfect. go. So, I mean, uh, the good news is from what I understand, uh, the Texas area local scene is pretty filthy. So, I think that uh, I think yeah. the open level tournaments out there is going to be uh, not too different from a from a pro tour type level. So well, maybe yeah, they got different. some really good talent down here. Yeah, a lot of good players. So yeah. that's great. All right, so yeah, uh, tonight I'm going to be watching Lock and Key. If you I have not started that series on Netflix, it's hot fire. Okay. Okay. Uh, highly suggest. Uh, that was like my most responded tweet to ever, ever was like, I literally was like, if you want a lot of responses on Twitter, literally just ask what Netflix show you should watch. Uh, Cause I got like, I don't know how many hundreds of responses, but 
Lock and Key was like one of the ones that kept reoccurring. So me and Kelsey starred that. Loving it. Uh, we are going to be doing a live stream soon where we will be doing our first ever Dying of Dis. Nice. So nice. I'll, I'll do one and she'll do one. And we'll kind of obviously we won't be able to see what they look like. After, you know, we're not going to be doing a six hour live stream like we did the other time with the 1,000 putts. But um, we'll see how that goes. And then, uh, yeah, Kelsey's first round of disc golf comes out tomorrow. Oh, nice. The front nine. Um, so she does a legit tee box to basket for 18 holes for the first time ever. Uh, and we film every shot. And uh, she, she she actually impressed me a lot. For not someone that doesn't practice, Yeah, it, she made some pretty impressive shots, which I think, I think the goal of it, too, is also to potentially have – other couples or you know whether you're dating someone or married or whatever it is like i think watching kelsey like go out and not have really any background in disc golf and have a good time and throw some good shots hopefully that will be easier to have someone show their spouse or girlfriend or boyfriend like hey look like you can do stuff like this because it's a it's an awesome date we love right. it we do awesome. it like maybe once a once every other week and uh we have a great time yeah, we took your idea yeah. the other day, your blindfold, where you, you were completely blindfolded oh. the whole time, and we did it for we, we did it for two holes. Like we were, we were planned on three, yeah. it turned into two. My wife, you know, yeah. you know, obviously I played with my wife, he played with his, and it was pretty tough. There was even a point where we're just standing there, his wife comes up to him, just shoves him to the ground, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. I uh, need to watch that. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, our we I mean we were planning on filming the video. It's and tough. I think a hole and a half in, I literally take the blindfold off and I'm like, we're not doing this. This is done. <laughs> the video's over. And yeah. It was, it was, elements were too bad. She like the mosquitoes, the ticks. Yeah. Like there was too many other situations. Snakes. You got to do it on a course like that. It's just disc golf because that already is going to be enough. Yeah. Um, so I was I was scared for my life. So yeah, that that ended. So we might have to do it in the future. But yeah, yeah I want to do I want to do like a battle like that with someone else. I think that would yeah, be a lot cool. of fun. Have a yeah. Come up here. We'll have a couples Who, battle. Yeah, Paul and all Hannah. Four of us, all, us and our wives. Did anyone do well? Did anyone like actually succeed I, well? I, we, I think I took a. He bogeyed the first hole. A four and then like a, a seven or and eight. And I went like nine and then three. I parred yeah. the second hole somehow. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All it takes is one good shot. Yeah, yeah, that's all it was. Exactly. It was my upshot. I hit a tree, kicked in the middle of the fairway, and then upshot it to like two feet. Yeah. Somehow. That's all it takes. Yeah, because yeah, the putting is like really bad. Oh, impossible. Oh, I seven putted on the first hole. Yeah, seven putts, just back and forth. Yeah. Because yeah. it just, it's just very like, they're like, it's 10 feet. And I'm like, is it really 10 feet though? <laughs> like, yeah. I think I need to like actually walk it off to really <laughs> sense. And it's weird too, because like in your head, like, I don't know. As soon as you close your eyes, when you start saying distances, you don't realize like how close it is. Yeah, yeah. ten feet, super close. Yep. I you also barely have to throw it. Yeah. When I was editing it, I was dying laughing because my wife would line me up, and if I'm like aimed at the tee, the basket here, she'd be like, "You're dead center," and she'd have me pointed like 45 degrees to the right, and then I'd airball it, and I'd be like, "How'd I miss?" She'd be like, "Oh, you just barely missed low." And yeah, so in my head, I'm like. Off. In my head, I'm like dead center, just barely missed low. And realistically, I'm like 10 feet right of the basket. Yeah, in the video, he literally missed by like, it, it was not even close. 
Yeah, it's, it's it was a great. It's a great game to work on your communication. Oh, for sure, it really is. That's yeah. what a lot of the like comments dating, were like that. Yeah, if you're like dating someone and you're trying yeah. to figure out like, is this person the one? <laughs> play blindfolded disc golf and see, see if you get in a fight because we definitely got in a fight. So. <laughs> <laughs> see how you recover from that yeah that's great <laughs> all right i feel like i'd be doing this person dirty if i didn't ask their question because they super chatted after i had said uh we yeah. were about to yeah, end ask away uh, I've, got, I've, got, I've got time sick okay so this is from logan mcconey uh he first said that he loves uh both of our channels and then wants to know the key to hitting lines off the tee i don't know if Ooh. i figured this one out yet but yeah i haven't <laughs> i can tell you that i mean i I think I think the biggest thing is having confidence, which is tough to do, but having confidence with what you're doing. Mm. Like trying to hit a line off the tee is not the time to like, I think this disc is the right choice. Yeah. I don't know. Like you need to pick a very, very confident throw that you can you feel like you can replicate. And sometimes hitting the line is way more important than actually even like worrying about what's going to end up do it doing afterwards. Mm -hmm. There was definitely a couple holes in Waco that my only concern was hitting the first like hundred feet. Yeah. And then whatever the disc did afterwards, I didn't really care, but like, I'm trying to just hit this first hundred feet. Um, a drill that Yuli had me do, which I think is super, super helpful is find somewhere, whether you make it yourself or you actually can find like, two trees or bleachers or just two obstacles that are, you know, 10 feet, 15 feet, something apart, start 20 feet behind and throw this through, yep. then go back to 25 feet, throw this through, then 30 feet. And you start getting comfortable hitting lines. Um, Cause right now, actually where my game is, I'm way more confident in w when I actually have to hit a line. I feel like, Right now, the, the, the throw that I struggle with the most is the 150 or 200-foot shot with no obstacles. Yeah. Where you can pick any disc, you can throw any throw. Like that, that's what I've been working on lately in the field is that throw. Um, because right now, if like I see the line, like, okay, I need to throw my get freaky flat to about 100 feet, and then I need it to fade right. Like I feel like I could hit that consistently right now. Um, so I would say practicing where you're, uh, and that's something maybe people don't do. I think a lot of people, when they go and they play, they just throw one disc and then they walk up and then they putt and then they go to the next hole. Yeah. Like no one's out on the course, or even if there's people out on the course, you can let people play through practice. When you get onto a hole that has a line that you're not confident in, throw your whole bag. Because there might be a throw that you're like, oh, I never knew I had. Or even just like getting comfortable throwing multiple different discs through a, a line. Um, that will just open up your your abilities to hit shots. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. If, if, you're, if, you, if you don't have any courses that are like super tight like that, then you kind of have to make your own mm -hmm. like lines to get comfortable with it. But... I know, I mean, if you go and watch my very first rated round, there is uh, at Huntington Beach. Have you guys played Huntington Beach yet? Mm -mm. Not yet, no? no. So there's a whole, it's really, I mean, watching that round back, I'm like, oh my God, this course is so easy. But like when <laughs> I was playing it, I was like, this is the hardest course ever. There's, there's a hole where maybe 15 feet off the tee box, 
there's a massive tree on the left and a massive tree on the right. And there's probably like a 30 foot gap that you have. And I just drilled one of the trees with a forehand. And it's like walking on that tee box now, those trees aren't even my head. Yeah. I'm not even, because yep. like the, the line I'm trying to throw is like this five foot line. So it's like, you got, it's going to take time, but the, the more you practice it and stuff, the more narrow you're, you're going to be able to feel like you can hit. Yep. Um, and that's just going to take time practicing, actually throwing lines. You're not going to get good doing that in a field. Yeah. We, uh, in practice, I don't know if you remember these drills, um, our coach, when we played at Liberty would set up like a baseball pitching net and we would start, we'd be on the football field. And so we would start, we would throw hyzers, straight shots and anhyzers into this net and that was the so-called gap and you would start you know 10 yards away and then whenever you hit it you would back up 10 yards and you know the whole team that was part of like part of practice you know it would take you maybe 30 40 minutes but next thing you knew when I stepped up to at nationals we played at um IDGC and there's a few holes out there that, like you're saying they're just super tight off the tee it's yep. like 30 feet away you got to hit a gap that was so easy to me because I knew at that time, I was throwing Prodigy. If I throw this F5 on Heiser, I'm not missing this gap. And it was because of that repetition on the field, just hitting that baseball net over and over and over and over, where it felt so boring. But then I had this confidence in hitting a line that I'd never had before. So that's a that's a great drill to do. Yeah, I think a lot of people want, like, quick fixes and, like, yep. hey, what? I just need a tip. And, yep. like, if you tell me the tip, I'll, I'll, it'll be good. And it's like, no, that's not how, that's not how sports, that's not how athletics works. Yeah. Everything takes time. And even if someone gives you a good tip, like, yeah, it might work right then and there, but if you don't drill it to where it's like becomes, uh, you know, what, what's the word? Uh, muscle memory, muscle memory, muscle memory. If you don't drill it until that just becomes natural a day later, you might have lost it and not know, known where it's gone. And another thing I would say too a big thing for me in disc golf is the confidence. Like we were just talking about you, you had confidence throwing into that pitching net from different distances. So when you got to the tee pad, you had confidence that you could do it. Yeah. Like I has played McCord park is a course. I play a lot. There's a hole number 14 for maybe two weeks or maybe even a month. I thought it was impossible. I thought, there's no chance you can get any disc close to this par three. And I, I just kept thinking, like, I can't wait to have Paul come out and play this because I want to see, like, what does he do? It it wasn't until I made this one throw with the right disc and I got to, like, 35 feet and made the putt that now 50% of the time I play that hole, I have a putt at birdie where the first – 20 or 30 or however many times I've played that I never had any chance at making a birdie. It literally, the only difference is now I know it's possible. Yeah. Now I've seen myself do it that I can now replicate it and do it again and again and again. And I think disc golf and golf, I mean, other sports you can look at it too, but disc golf and golf are not reactive sports. We, we get to pull the trigger yep. where, Football, basketball, soccer, all of them are very reactive. You have to like change and figure it out split second. So we have the luxury of being able to grind things and get muscle memory down to where we can just, when we're out in the field and we need to do it, we can, we can make it happen. And that only comes with practice. Well said. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. 
I know I have Put another that question. In a book. <laughs> you have a question? Yeah, for you. Um, yeah. Because I've been you know wondering this for a while. Why do you call Kelsey Johannesburg? Ooh. We were we were we were questioning this the other day. We're like, should we tell people Uh-oh. why? I mean, you don't have to do this. You don't have to. <laughs> no, I mean, it's it's cool. It's it's an exclusive to the Foundation Disc, disc Golf viewers. There you um, go. <laughs> so if 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 anyone has seen the viral video of the kid that's in like that slingshot um, ride at like the amusement park where you like you have to pay to do it. Yeah. Like you get in the amusement park, but then you have to pay extra to like have you pull you back and then he launches you and he starts slowly slipping out of his harness. It was a viral video. He was kind of like a little chubby kid and he was like doing it with, um, I don't know who he was doing, maybe an aunt or someone. And her name was Janice. And so as he's sliding, he's like, help me Janice. Help (laughs) me. I'm sliding Janice. I'm sliding. So from that, that's where Janice came from. Okay. And then we basically just evolved the nickname like we do with pretty much every, you know, our dog has 18 different things we call it. <laughs> we kind of slowly evolved the nickname. So Janice became Johannes. And then Johannes became Johannes Burger or Johannesburg and then Johannes Burger. And then, like, if she's getting real freaky, then I call it Johannesburger the 13th. <laughs> and, like, just, you know, it just hit a vault. Oh, yeah. So Snowballs. Who knows it'll be again. But, yeah, I mean, I probably call her Janice more than I call her Kelsey at this point. That's there funny. Which I probably should ask her how she feels about that. But she hasn't said <laughs> anything, so I think she's okay. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I'm going to have to watch that video now yeah. after we hang up. That's like Have a, you not seen it? Maybe. I feel like I've seen I've seen like I feel I've, like there's I so like, many viral videos of people freaking yeah. out on those rides now. Yeah. I mean it's a terrifying video if you really think about it. That's true. She's <laughs> slipping out. Like because if he does slip out, which he yeah. actually looks like he is, he like legitimately is slipping out. Yeah. It's not like a joke. He is legit his harness is literally slipping out. So like if it did slip out, he was going to die. So it, it is kind of scary in that thought, but the fact that you know he's fine, you can have some laughter in the experience that because Janice over here is just cracking up the entire time. <laughs> she doesn't freak out. She's literally like, <laughs> like uh, completely to the fact that this kid is literally slipping out of this is roller coaster ride. Oh, so, man. I don't, has people are people in the chat saying they've seen it? Uh, some people are, yeah. Uh, most people are just saying good question because apparently we're not the only ones with that on our mind. <laughs> Of wondering, oh, the Janice? Yeah, no, I'm wondering was, where that came from. A lot of people want to know. So now you know. Keep yeah, it know. keep it just inside this exclusive. Group, don't, yeah. don't let it expand. Let yeah. other people keep figuring out what the heck it is. For every, so watch that video. It is hilarious. For every comment that you see that has the correct answer, this is to the, the chat board, every comment you see on this video with the correct answer, make up your own so that people never find the actual source. Yeah, just keep keep sending them away. Oh, there you go. <laughs> That's funny. That's good. I like that. It's like when Michael Scott makes up 10 rumors to cover up the, the one about Stanley. I don't, don't watch The <laughs> Office. <laughs> That's one thing I can't get Kelsey on. The Office? The Office. Man. Boo. It's Wait, my go-to. I don't like it. No, no, no. It's my go-to. No. My wife watches it too, and I'm like, no. Are you a community person? What's community? Okay, good. At least you're not a community person. Some okay, love- I just lost Hunter. He literally just talked about people- <laughs> Some people love community. I'm what not is that? I've never even heard of it. How have you not? It's heard? a show. 
It's a show that's not that funny. <laughs> what? I've never heard of it. You I mean, like I, Community? I like The Office more, but Community. Oh, way better. Yeah, I'll agree there, but Community's hilarious. I think Parks and Rec is better than Community. Haven't Parks and Rec's either. great too. Come on, Zach. You haven't I, seen Parks and Rec? No, I'm more <sighs> of like a you know uh, anime. No, <laughs> no. I no. can see it, Zach. No, you can't. You know me. I've watched anime. Yeah, no. My brother used to be super into it. I'm more of like, I'm trying to think of like Madam Secretary or... Designated Survivor. Designated Survivor or... Designated Survivor, Hot Fire. Like stuff like that. Please drop the next season immediately. Please. What are they doing? Like that, I I watch that. Or, you know, New Girl is very funny. Have you ever seen that? New Girl's good. That's a funny show. You like New Girl, Girl, though. I don't know how you don't like The Office. I don't know. Could never get into it. I never thought it, that I never thought that they were funny. Did we, you start with season one, episode one? Yeah. And you're just like, I can't do it. Yeah. I've tried many see, times. I wonder, see, I want it is it is one of those shows that you have to start like getting into. Like you yeah. need like four, five, six episodes under your belt, and then once you're in it, you just can't wait to watch the next one. But I've just heard I've heard it just it's just it's the same from everyone. You either absolutely love The Office or you can't get in it. I've never yeah. heard someone go, yeah, I watched all of season one and wasn't a fan. Yeah. yeah. I've always, I've only heard, yeah, I've watched two seasons and didn't like it. Yeah. we. Had I've so- never heard someone actually give it a try. We had someone else just name one of the shows that I uh, I like. Last Man Standing. Have you ever seen that That's one? That's a good one too. Tim Last Allen Man show. Stand- it's a what? Tim Allen. I don't know. It doesn't really stream on anything. No. It was on AB. Oh, what was that's it? That's the show he did after full. Uh, um, uh, that was like the first time he came back after. Um, tool time. What was that show? Tool time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what was, like he went away after tool time and then yeah. he came back to do that. Yeah, and then they like, it, it was a big like political thing. They like kicked him off the air because they didn't like his views and all that kind of stuff. So you might not be able to find it anymore. Yeah, I don't know. But if it's it, a really good show. Really. Yeah. Well, you know, he's, I saw he's a, a little bit. So. I saw some blurbs. Oh, you know, it's a really good show too. Uh, that they make it really hard to watch is um, it's, it was on TNT. It was about like a battleship. Um, I got to find the rest the of the chat. I someone in chat will know. It was about a battleship. Crazy stuff goes down, like um, a crazy like epidemic, almost almost kind of like what we're going through right now. And like everyone's dying and this battleship is like trying to find the cure. Uh, anyone in the chat saying it? No, no. Cause it's blowing my mind. I can't. I I've never. I don't know if I. I don't know if I've even heard oh my of it. Gosh, um, I gotta look it up now. You're making me look it up. <laughs> oh, we apparently had it wrong. It's Home Improvement, not Tool Time. Tool Time is the Tool show is he the did show he inside on, Home Improvement. Tool Time is the show in the show. Yeah. Yes. Home Ozark. Is it Ozark? Uh, no, that's not the show. But he's saying Ozark, Ozark is good. On Netflix. Ozark is fantastic. I don't know. I'm just reading everything Ozark people are saying. Top fire, but it's on Netflix. Battleship TNT show. Look how easy this is. <laughs> Someone else said Arrested the Development. Ship. The Last Ship. Never okay. heard of it. Never heard of it either. Oh, now people the are commenting ship. it. Yeah, of course they are. <laughs> is everyone saying The Last Ship? Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe that's just the delay between us and the it live. It could be, yeah. Oh, that is true. There is a little bit of delay. It, last Ship is hot fire, but it's like it's kind of frustrating because you have to go on like those weird websites to watch it. No. Which... I don't really like doing too much, but I will do if I have to by all, you know, 
I just realized if I pull up my screen browser here, I actually turn a little light because the white reflection <laughs> off of yeah. it is a lot better. Why was I doing this from day one? My bad. Someone um, just super chatted last ship. <laughs> That's all they said. Last ship. Well, we got they probably answer. like it. It's a good show. All right. Well, I guess we'll have I to watch, watch it. I don't watch bad shows. Have you? Okay. What, what's your opinion on Arrested Development? Never seen it. No, neither. I uh, what about I'm, uh? I have no interest in start. Let me let me arrested develop. I I feel like I know who's in it, and I have no interest in watching that show. It's a uh, oh, it, but I love that guy in Ozark. So oh yeah, he's uh, Ozark is fantastic. It's a uh, one of those like cult following shows. I feel like Arrested <laughs> Development is. Someone just super chatted the one hundred. I I know oh, I know hot, people who have watched hot, it. Good. Hot. Fire. Hmm. Watch all seasons. Yes. Huh. Highly recommend 100. Honestly, Wait, never even heard there, of it. Hold on, oh, there's one yeah. show that I absolutely despise. I need to ask Kelsey what it's called. Hold on. Oh, okay. I, I hope it's think. not Psych because Psych's like my all time hey, favorite. Dude, Psych is great. He's going to come back and say, Psych. Sit down like, dude, Psych is the worst. Yeah. I, I can't. Uh, Hannah won't answer me because I don't have uh, Netflix set up on my new phone. I went to the dark side, guys. There's um, always money in the banana stand. Great quotes. So, Chris Lee knows best. Who? Chris Lee knows best. I don't even know what it is. No idea. Oh, it's just called Chris Lee? No, Chris Lee. Oh, Chris Lee. Chris Lee knows best. Okay, I feel like I've heard of it. Uh, What's it about? I don't know why I didn't hear Chris Lee, but Chris Lee I've heard of. (laughs) Chris Lee knows best is like this reality show on Bravo. It's probably a Bravo show. (laughs) Seems like a Bravo show. It's a reality TV show of this family... Where they're rich because he, he does a bunch of plastic surgery. No, no, no. I think he, um, I think he's like in real estate. Okay, it's one of these people that is just over the top, and the family, and Kelsey tried to get me to watch it, and I already have to see her ghost adventure shows, which are literally <laughs> awful because it's like, how many different. Someone answer me this because there's probably some people in the chat that believe in ghosts. Answer me this. Do you guys believe in ghosts? No. 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 Okay. All those people in the chat right now, these are probably the same people that probably don't want a dress code for, for the <laughs> No, it probably is. Answer me this. How is it possible that every episode I watch of Ghost Adventures, they have a new device to do something but then that i never so see true. i never see the old devices <laughs> like this device allows me to hear them talk and then in the next episode you see the same guy standing in a room being like i feel like they're trying to commu- communicate to me <laughs> like i i can see them i can see them through my protractor device <laughs> i i definitely see at ghost activity and I feel like they want to communicate with me, but I just I can't. If only there was a device you for just this. Had a device <laughs> that you made me Oh man! So all you ghost people out there, please explain that to me, because that drives me absolutely. Also, I watched this Halloween special where it was like 24 hours, and they were gonna open the divot box. What? Divic. 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 They're gonna open the Dybbuk box, which is like the most haunted thing ever. And they didn't even freaking open it. <laughs> he was too scared to open it. I watched like four oh hours of this gosh. live stream. 
And they didn't even open it. The guy just like got to the room. He's like, I'm feeling a pressure on my chest. I can't. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. If you want to go into something and make a lot of money and have it be super easy, just do that, ghost stuff. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> She's offended. I'm gonna make a. I'm gonna make a. I'm gonna make my next YouTube video called "I Played with a Haunted Disc." <laughs> and it probably. It. Yeah, it'd probably get mad views. People would freaking love it. I'd be like, "This disc is haunted because the ashes of blah 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 were put into the plastic, and now they're trying to communicate." Steady Ed, there's a disc literally that has ashes of one of the founders of disc golf in it. You need it. Is it is it haunted? I'm sure it is. It's by DGA. You need to throw it. It's by DGA, so you can throw it as a Discraft player. Yeah. You, you got to find that and do a video. Has anyone in the comments said anything about my ghost theory? Because uh, I'm curious. You, you've started a long ghost chat now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm man. I'm good at starting long conversations with people in the chat. <laughs> yeah. Between my my uh, my hot takes on the on the attire of pros and now the ghosts. Right. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, oh. I just, I'm very like, if I feel something, I, I don't hold back. I just got to, I, I like got to get it off my chest and explain, but I'll, I'll sit here and watch. I'll sit here and watch her ghost adventure shows. I just think they're absolutely obnoxious. We had another, but here's the thing. I, what's up. I was going <laughs> to say about super chat. But go ahead. Oh no, go super chat. Somewhere. All right. He said, uh, the last man on earth. Have you seen it? No, I have not either. I I need, I've never heard of it. I've never heard of it. <laughs> Wait, the last man on Earth? The last man on Earth? Yeah. Um, what was I talking about? Ghost Adventures. There's a lot of people in the oh. chat saying that ghosts and demons are the same thing. I don't really know about that though. I don't yeah, know. I don't really go too deep into it to where I know that. I've never seen Last Man on Earth. <laughs> yeah, but maybe. going off the ghost things, I was to oh so. I think I have an advantage with some of these shows, though, because I've been on a bunch of reality shows. Like America's Got Talent, everything you see is completely fake. Mm, I don't. The I'm booze, not surprised. The boos are fake. The cheers are fake. Um, when you see them like getting ready to go out on the stage, spoiler alert: that was shot like six hours before they're yeah. actually going out on stage. They have producers behind the cameras telling you what to say. They wanted me and my brother to they came over so our bit of like them telling me that i'm ready and my, my brother was in the act he was like helping basically put the cones out or whatever they wanted us to like you know hey the producer's gonna come over and say hey you're ready you've all seen that happen right and yeah yeah get whatever so when they came over to us and said like they're filming with 18 different cameras hey you know hey brody you're up i was like okay cool and me and my brother stood up and walked off. And they're like, oh, no, no. Um, yeah, can you guys, do you guys have like a secret handshake you can do? Or can you guys check up? Or uh, can you, I was like, nope, we don't, we don't do any of that. If you learn, I, that's literally how I would respond. If you told me I was up, I would stand up and go. So I obviously did not make a lot of the show. Yeah. I actually only made like three seconds where I hit a cone off of Nick Cannon's head. Um, because then, you know, again, just to tell you how crazy this stuff is, they were trying to get me to go on America's Got Talent for like five years. And I kept saying, no, 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 no. And then I finally said yes. But I literally was like, I don't know what you want me to do because my trick shots aren't first try. I think yeah. everyone knows that. So if you want me to like throw a Frisbee from the back of the, 
amphitheater into a trash can, it might take me a couple of tries and the allure of that is kind of gone. Yeah. Um, so they set up, they're like, no, we'll have you stand next to all the, all the judges and you can throw cones off and hit cones off a table. And I was like, okay, that's pretty lame. Uh, <laughs> is there a way? I was like, what if Nick Cannon maybe comes in and takes the last cone and puts it on his head and I throw it and hit it off of that? And they're like, okay, cool, cool, cool. So that's what I did. After I did it, I stood on stage. Literally everyone but uh, Howie trashed me. <laughs> Howard Stern Howard Stern thought it was the stupidest thing ever. Didn't know, like, didn't know what was going on. Mind you, all the producers who asked me to be on the show had already briefed all the judges on who I was, oh my, my credentials, everything like that. They knew who I was. So Howard being like, what, what do you do? Who are you? What, That's crazy. What, were what a jerk. So what they were trying to get was they were trying to get me to be like, I have millions of subscribers on YouTube. Yeah. I made six shots. I've won. They were trying to get that out of me where what I gave them was like, sorry, you didn't like it. <laughs> so like, I think when I have that much like knowledge, now I will say Amazing Race, 100% legit. 100%. They, they allowed someone to drive to a different country in the Middle East. We were, we were supposed to go to Dubai. We were in the UAE. And we were, for those that don't know, the UAE is like a country. And Dubai, really the only people that know is like Dubai in the UAE. We were supposed to drive to Dubai. They drove the wrong direction and made it to the border of a different country before they realized they needed to turn around and drive in the other direction. That's pretty Holy dangerous. Cow. I mean, so let's the, they're just, they're just there and filming everything. So amazing wow. race, a hundred percent legit. I've got to watch that. Um, I've never watched a season. Of all right. that before. I feel like I might not have another opportunity to ask a question like this. Since you have some insider knowledge, Uh-oh. the bachelor slash bachelorette, it's fake, right? Do yeah. you know fake. how fake this like it is fake? Please tell me it's fake. So, I mean, Kelsey knows a lot of the girls that have been on the show. There's a lot of times where conversations and things aren't filmed on camera that they want to capture. So they have you do some of those things differently. Um, there's definitely people that uh, the producers know um, are fan favorites. Yep. And so... Can't be, let's can't be honest. We're all, we're all do I told Kelsey I would be the worst bachelor ever. Because literally, just like pretty much anyone, as soon as someone steps out of a limo, yep. you're already thinking whether I'd ever date this person or not. 100%. So there's definitely, like, already right there, there's probably 10 girls that as soon as they step out of the limo, yep. sorry, thank you so much for coming, but you can get right back in the limo. <laughs> so true. And that's not like a rude thing. No, it's That would happen true. to me too. Yeah. I've yeah. gotten shut down immediately from so many girls because I'm not their type. Yeah. I literally walk up to them and I try to have a conversation and they'll just go, listen, never in a million years. And I go, okay, that's fine. And I turn around and walk away. So the fact of like them having to, the guys or the girls having to act like I'm interested in 30 different people, bro, let's be <laughs> yeah. honest. Like back, in, back in my college days where, you know, I was a little bit, I would say not the best at like, dating and like trying to marry someone right off the bat. I was just kind of, you know, I was in college, whatever. 
<laughs> if I was like seeing two people at the same time, it was like the most frustrating, not like serious, like girlfriend with two people. Like I'm talking about just like going on a date with someone and then like not knowing if I still want to go on a date and I go on a date with someone else. There'd be times where I'd be like, Oh, let's get, let's get uh let's get ice cream. And they're like, why? And I'm like, you love ice cream. And they're like, I, I don't. And I'm like, <laughs> So like the fact of thinking of like you have 30 people that you've had conversations with and that you're like, no. Yeah. No. I, I mean, I think that they pick like, for example, I think that Peter picked Maddie this past season, uh, you know, like week two. That's my guess. And I think that that's the reason yes. why she took a, a back seat to the re- a lot of the rest of the show is because he already picked her. That's my guess. I, We've all been in relationships before and we're all married now. Yeah. Like I knew pretty quickly that I was going to marry Kelsey. Yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of the gist of it. Now I will <laughs> say the show that is fire that if you haven't love watched, is you blind need to watch is okay. Love is blind. Uh, I thought I caught you there. I watched it. No, I it watched was it. was good. <laughs> I loved it. I mean, I loved it as like a viewing experience, <laughs> but it's a terrible I show loved it as a viewing experience, but as like an actual show, it was uh, like, oh my gosh. And the fact that they, I love how people, I watched like a YouTube review on it and I loved how people were just ripping into the fact that Nick Lachey is one of the guests or the host that's supposed to be helping you when in fact, like he was, had a, like a terrible marriage pr- prior to who he's married to now. Yeah. Um, but regardless, that show, yeah, definitely watch Love is Blind, but the circle, or not the circle, so their circle is good. Um, no, Love is Blind. That's what I was going to say. The pods. Yeah, like, the pods. The that was it. I cut you off when I got it right. <laughs> I, I was thinking the circle in my head, but I was um, Love is Blind. Yeah. Yeah. That show, that show is just, uh, it's like, oh, I've, t- I've had two conversations with you. <laughs> Will you marry me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's I, like, I feel uh, like the premise of the show was like, good but like at the same time you knew it wasn't gonna work did you find it weird too that like there was like 20 people on the show that you never saw because yeah, they yeah. never could they were like re- normal people probably and they just <laughs> yeah. were like they were like the producers were like all right it's day three who are you proposing to and they're yep. like um no one <laughs> i literally don't know anything about these people i've had four conversations like, with ah, 15 women <laughs> see ya yeah, you're, ah, you're out. Get out of here. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And that... The fact that that one guy like made a big stink about how the girl like went crazy when he told her that he was like hooking up with dudes in the past. She hardly like, did anything. Huh? You're saying that she reacted bad? Well, no, she like, I w- I thought she actually took it really well. I did too. I think, he blew I, up. But like, yeah, I guess she didn't take it well enough. Yeah. But I, I was, was like, bro. Like Kelsey looked at me like she was like, "If you did this, I'm I'm calling off the engagement immediately." If like you waited to tell me like that was the thing, oh, the yeah, waiting, but, hey. right? Yeah, yeah. That should be that should have been a pods conversation. Yeah. yeah. How, how are we talking about this on Discord? <laughs> a pod conversation. Yeah. <laughs> That's like one of the like, first there, things. There's a lot of pod conversations that were not happening. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I don't know. Especially. I, I don't know. Does, does that get a season two? What do you guys think? Uh, I wouldn't think maybe so. because like of how you know how off the charts it was so people are gonna be like ah, i gotta watch this again but who will go but, on i guess people just want to be on tv and, and tell me how i think what's her name jessica is the one that married mark when like she totally didn't like him 
No, no, no. no. They got engaged, but they definitely or, did not uh, engaged. Wait, yeah. she totally didn't like him, but she just did it because she wanted to continue to be on the show. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, I mean, she wanted to be on the show because she thought she still had a chance with that other guy. Yeah, with uh, Barnett. Barnett. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Barnett, yeah. Do you think it's uh-uh. crazy that they make – I mean, I'm pretty sure this was definitely in the contract that they signed before they got on the show. But do you think it was crazy that they agreed that no matter what, they were going to allow their family, their friends to fly in for the wedding? Or not – I guess it was probably local. It was probably well, some family and friends probably yeah, had to so fly. Someone in. had to fly. But yeah, do you think they do you think that's crazy that people were like, Yeah, even though I'm going to break the wedding off, I I'm signing the fact that I'm allowing because you had they definitely signed a contract prior yeah. that said, listen, after two weeks of being with this person in real life, you realize that this person sucks and you don't want to marry them you still have to act like you're going to marry them and you still have to act like all your family and friend are coming to your wedding. Yep. And then you can't act like you're not going to marry him until literally you're on the altar and they ask you, do you do? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that's crazy? Well, it's I think insane. That it's actually sign that. It's probably yeah. something that you like read the contract. And you're like, Oh, well I'm coming on this show to meet my husband. I would yeah. never turn him down at the altar or I'm coming here to meet. You know what I mean? And so you sign it like, Oh yeah, who cares? Yeah. Some of those things like I, I even, I could never, even if I met someone, you know, two weeks and like I've been with them this whole time and I'm ready to get married, leaving someone at the altar, that's probably pretty rough in front of all your friends and family I would, too. I would almost like, say like, whoo. I do. And then, and then like, just be like, have a conversation kidding, off camera later. Be like, look, I, I gotta be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's just, I, I don't think people realize how, uh, the real world is so much different than when you're on these shows. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's, it, you can get caught up in everything. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, there were some big things that would have, like we saw on the show actually unfold when they were actually even just living with each other. Still, the cameras are still rolling. Mm-hmm. The, you know, and that's the other thing that like, if you start thinking about it, like when Gianni and uh, I can't believe we're having a conversation about this, but yeah, maybe, I know. <laughs> maybe people love it. People yeah, are loving it right now. When, when Gianni, uh, the, the, I don't even know where she was from, but the girl that had a thick accent when she was in the kitchen mm-hmm. and the, the redhead guy was like in the bed and they were like fighting pod, like in their, yep. you remember that scene? Yeah. Like when you're watching that, you're like, Holy cow. But what you're not noticing is that there's probably 25 other people in that room. That's true. Yep. You've got, you got the, the, the camera people, you got the producers, you've got uh, the head execs are there. You've got the the microphone people. You've got PAs. I mean, you you probably have like twenty people in that room. That so is like, crazy. Yeah, because it's like be real. A... Like you have an argument with your wife, and you have twenty randos just staring yep. at you. Yep. Yeah. It's... What does your argument look like? Uh, a lot different than normal argument. Yeah, for sure. That that because yeah, so... the, they do such a good job filming it to like make it seem like an intimate. Like they, they make sure there's these new reflections of like yeah. lights in the room or nothing. So it's just like, oh man, it's just them two and I'm just a fly on the wall right now. But yeah, yeah absolutely not. That's a that's a good point. It's it's crazy. And so then you get into the real world and you're like, holy cow, we're not I mean, the bachelor is the, the best thing of this is like even even if you find someone like Maddie that you're just like, Oh, I love Maddie, I wanna marry her. When you're not going on hot air balloon dates, when you're yes. not 
you know, having everyone. And, and again, it's like Kelsey might want to jump in on this conversation, but <laughs> when you have, you know, when you have all the attention on you all the time, and even when you get, that's the crazy thing too, is because like all these people now, when they get out of The Bachelor, they still have crazy followings. Mm-hmm. So you're constantly in the public eye. Yep. And now yep. it's like even like, I think the first couple seasons of it, you probably had people legitimately as crazy. They probably have to be a little crazy, but they legitimately thought they were going to find someone that they were going to marry. Yeah. yeah. Where now you have to sift through the people of who wants to just get 100,000 followers yeah. on Instagram. That's what yeah. my wife just said. My wife said they do it just to be an influencer after the show also called the bachelorette yeah. <laughs> it's, pretty yeah. it's, it's nuts but i mean you're starting to see a lot of these shows now start popping up we just started watching one which we're not watching anymore because it's absolute trash but it was called like hot too hot to handle dude they've been something. pushing that on netflix i haven't seen you it. cannot turn they've on netflix yeah it we- is you turn it's on bad. Netflix and there's either a really hot guy or a really hot girl just pushed in your face every time. And Haven't it just says it. too hot yeah. to handle every time. It's it's where I, I think like The Bachelor and stuff, it definitely is like the producers are pushing people in a certain way for the drama and for things to unfold. Yeah. And, but you are, for the most part, getting kind of legitimate responses out of people for the most part. This show is just 100% people telling these people what to do and their acting is so bad that I just, <laughs> I can't, I can't get into it. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Cause there's just, there's no way that there's real people like this. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. You know? And it's, it's the same thing as like the Jersey shore people, oh, right? Gosh. Like yeah. if there weren't a hundred, if there weren't tons of cameras in front of those people, are they still acting like that? There's no way. Probably. I don't think so. <laughs> no, yeah. there's no way. So, yeah, it's an interesting topic. Reality television. Interesting. Speaking of which, there might need to be a reality television disc golf show. There we go. I'd watch it. I'd watch it. We have to figure you know out the premise. All, yeah, how all these like TikTok people are doing like houses. You know, all these TikTok houses now. Where, Hype house. Oh yeah. Let's let's get a let's get like a let's get like a flex house. Let's or do let's it. Let's get a <laughs> you know a, an ace house or I don't know. I I gotta still work on the name. Oh, we got the ace family it. already though. We can't mess with their branding. Oh, no, no, no. Can't mess with the Ace family. That's trash. Um, <laughs> That's a whole different topic we get into. I don't have the name I don't even yet, know what that is. but would would either one of you be interested in joining the house? I, I would I would be down. I don't know if my wife would. I'm down. Let's I'll do have it. like a 20-page contract that basically you sign your life away. <laughs> yep. Um, and you're in the house with like 15 other disc golfers. And well, you know, I don't know what the premise is. Maybe it's got to be like a, it had to be like the ultimate fighting show. Oh my god! You know where you face off? There's the (laughs) discraft sponsorship. Yeah, you get the you get a chance to be a sponsored pro at the end. A foundation disc golf sponsorship. There There we go. It's a foundation disc golf sponsorship. I like it. Boom. Is there a way that we can have some sort of like a? We have to have some sort of like sick elimination thing, like the challenge. Did you guys ever watch the challenge? Some of it. I don't like really real know. Real world, road rules kind of yeah. thing. They would always have like a, like the two people that were always like got voted or whatever. There was always like a sick challenge yeah. that they had to do. They'd be at the beach have, and they'd have to like rip things out of each other's yeah. hands and like come and yeah. 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 So that there, was cool. It was called like it or something like yeah. that. Yeah. We yeah. need to come up with something disc golfy. 
But I'm just thinking, I'm already just thinking like putting putting Zach in like uh like one of those sumo wrestling <laughs> uniform outfits and and having Hunter with like dr- distance drivers and Zach's like, <laughs> just like a little and you're just blasting drivers into his sumo wrestling outfit and you got to see like how many throws it takes you to knock Zach off the podium. That's pretty I'm funny. Watching. Guts would make a great part of a reality TV show. Yeah, have you ever played Guts before? Uh, I've thrown one of the Guts disc once. Okay, yeah. It seemed really scary when I it first is. looked at it, but once I saw like the disc is like literally like you can fold it in your hand. Yep. It, it didn't seem too terrifying, but but it, it yeah. would make good no, TV. I, it would, yeah. I think we're on. I think we're on to something. Yeah, yeah. We are. Someone's gonna steal our idea. Our idea is gonna be stolen. We just have to find. Gosh, because I'm already starting to think of players, but I'm thinking of like actual pros. Yeah. That Wait, would, would be these like, have to all be AMs? Like, yeah, well, they'd want a sponsorship. Yeah. But I was just like thinking, like, if you throw like James Conrad, Nico, uh, Ricky, Austin Turner, Drew Gibson, like if I'm just throwing house. all yeah. these people in a house, this is good TV. I'm watching. This is great this. TV. The drama unfolding. Wow. Let's answer this super chat question. It says, "When Don't did feel my idea. <laughs> it said, "When did Zach and Hunter know that they were going to marry Lizzie and Hannah?" Uh, a month after we were dating, which was in the 10th grade, in December of the 10th grade, which is crazy, but we both agree that that was the moment, like there's something that happened that December that we knew this is it. That's impressive. What was your, what was like the, um, what was like the, the dating environment for that month? Like, did you spend a lot of time with each other? Oh, all day, every day. Yeah. We in school, obviously. School. And then we, after school, you saw each other. We a lot. both played basketball, and uh, the varsity teams were like on the same schedule, so we would ride in the same bus to the same teams, and we stayed for each other's games. We, I got in trouble with my dad because I broke the like texting limit for our whole family plan. Just me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny. So see, that's a crazy story to, story to me because I feel like there's there was definitely like people that i dated early on that i was like oh yeah i'm i'm gonna marry this person but i didn't really know what i was talking about yeah um but then there's people like you guys that you knew what you were talking about i proposed to hannah with a ring pop in eighth grade in her in her room when we were in eighth eighth grade grade. got us beat but i mean we weren't we didn't date until again until oh man i don't remember i think it's like sophomore year of college so I, that's when I knew that we would get married. But what are the odds that I, I proposed to her, you know, with a, a ring? If ring? Go, I even said that in my vows. I talked about if it. If we go back to eighth grade, my now wife, which I know she's watching, rejected me Oof. for my best friend. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. That no, was brutal. Wow. Her excuse was, I'm not allowed to date anyone. But I could date and your best two friend. Two weeks later, <laughs> she started dating uh, my friend Corey. Yeah. Well, the good news is we as men are not who we end up being when we're in eighth grade. That's true. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I'll be the first to tell you, I was a complete (laughs) low bottom pole eighth grader. (laughs) 
towards the bottom. Yeah. yeah. My wife like all the cool cats and all the cool kids, all you cool kids and all you cool cats and kittens out there. <laughs> Love it. Um other than like Tebow, who, you know, he did he ended up doing pretty well for himself. Um, I'd say. But other than Tebow, like all the really you know, if there's any young youngsters watching this, realize you don't want to peak in high school. Yes. That is crucial. Valid. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> if you're not getting the girls, if you're you're not popular, you're not getting invited to the parties, it's fine. Work on yourself, become a better person, because in the long run, it will be better for you. Agreed. Focus on school and athletics. That's what I did. Yeah. I don't know what you I mean, you guys were obviously doing a lot more than I was. Because <laughs> I didn't I didn't date anyone until like God, my first official girlfriend was like probably like junior year in high school, maybe. I dated no one. No. I mean, I played I played sports my whole life. I also danced. Shout out to Kelsey for dancing. Wait, what dance did you guys did? What dance did you? Uh, I did uh, hip hop and tap for 15, 16 years. I can't see it. Wait, were you legit? Yeah. Like I, I have said we need to have a hip hop dance class on our channel taught by Zach Biscardi. It won't happen. I need okay. I can have Kelsey oh my God. come up with a choreo, dude. Some choreography, and we can see out of all of us who can nail it better. That would be a okay. great video. I say we do that, and then they make what is it? Four separate TikToks, and whichever one blows up. Well, what do you mean? Oh, I mean, TikTok does better. We got We got to post it on a random account. No, we can just make brand new we can make brand new accounts yeah. my name can be Brian Stone yeah but if they see Brody Smith dancing we wear masks and our identity identity is completely <laughs> com- like you can't okay, tell who I like it is. that better because then no one knows it's him whichever one blows up that's the winner I, I'm the fine the real question though is do you still have a pair of tap shoes that fit no I do not we can fix that I, I I'll I'll throw in twenty bucks right now. Can I super chat twenty bucks to buy you tap shoes? Oh, this is crazy. I did not is know you awesome tap dance. Yeah. I, 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 I knew you danced. I knew hip hop was in the equation, but tap dance. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I don't see I'm not believing I'm not buying tap dance for one second. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sure I can send I can find a video. That there like, we go. You're doing river dance stuff. No, no I didn't river dance. I'm no, like thinking the, like the, the, people, uh, the Lord Lords of the River Dance people. You're doing that. No. I'm thinking those guys that went on like America's Got Talent. They had like a, they looked like the Backstreet Boys, but they were sick at tap dancing. I mean, I wasn't that good, obviously. But like that type you of stuff. You did it for 15 years. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I started when I was two, and I I ended in, in uh, I guess 17, 12th, yeah, 12th grade. Or when I graduated, I stopped. I don't even know if that Liz- worked. That- Lizzie said she's ordering them right now. There we heck go. yeah the heck are you doing how do you not have tap dance shoes well i haven't i haven't tapped now i what that's uh oh there's a tap dance shoes fun now being started six by Chris years Neal ago Disco. and that was back in new york i don't have anything uh oh my god what size zach they're being ordered <laughs> yes i believe he's a we 10 need... and a half because i think you we wear the same shoe size tap dance for 15 years and not and have then, anything come of it. And and then think that no one's going to want to see you tap dance. I mean, I haven't danced in six years. So? It's like riding a bike. 
If he got rhythm, yeah, he got rhythm. Yeah, I was just gonna say I haven't, I haven't, I haven't done the breaststroke in probably <laughs> three years, and I'm pretty sure if you threw me in a pool, I'm not dying. Dance off in the disc golf reality TV. James Conrad versus Zach. <laughs> Gosh, Conrad doesn't strike Ooh. me as a dancer. I, I don't even know if my super chat went through. We haven't gotten no. No, doesn't it normally like ask you like, are you sure you want to do this? <laughs> my wife just <laughs> super chat. <laughs> YouTube takes a percentage of that, Liz. So uh, we just lost a little bit of money there. Thanks. <laughs> is that God. the worst idea in the world? But I mean, you can't. You can't. That's just something I, I. I would say, as a principle in life, if someone ever tells me that they're good at tap dancing, or they I didn't did say I was good. Dancing, yeah. yeah, yeah. You did something for 15 years and you weren't good at it? <laughs> well, I'm saying that because what if I suck now? Oh, we don't care about now. Yeah, I don't care about now. I just want to see you try it you're now. you're rusty or whatever, I don't yeah, care. See, even my wife just said, I'm his wife and I haven't seen him tap dance. It's what? true. So is this something like... That would have been... When did you... What? At what point in your relationship did you tell her that you used to tap dance? I mean, she probably knew when, when we were friends in eighth grade. I was going to say, is this something you like hid from all your school friends? Or is this something that no. was like... Because no. like I did magic, like sleight of hand stuff for a long time. Now that's fine. That's fine. That is fire. No one at my school knew. No, I mean I kept that know. to me. I went every week. Well, to be fair, dance is like I I personally am probably going to put my kids. Well, obviously Kelsey's going to want to have them dance, but like even if they don't want to personally dance, I'm going to put them in dance classes because. It's going to be really good for athletic. If they want to be in athletics, dance is huge. Yeah, it's good for footwork. What did you? What? Someone just said he can't be that good. Look at how much he falls in every video. That's true. <laughs> Zach's fell in like every single video we've ever shot. But he's not wearing tap dance shoes. That's the point I'm trying oh to get word. across. Disc golf and tap dance shoes. When you have the when you have the right disc golf and tap dance shoes, I, I would be in for that. Video. You got to tap dance on the the X step might make a cool beat. It probably would. Maybe add a little Brinster hop in the middle. Like behind your feet too. Like you're like da, 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 like you're doing all sorts of tapping. Yeah, I've got to see this man. It just, oh, that just blows my mind. His wife is now confirming that he was at one point good. She said, "Don't let him fool you. I've seen old videos." If I told you, hey, I was, I, I've been surfing for 15 years, and I've never gotten up and was able to ride a wave, <laughs> that's insane. No one does anything for 15 years and is absolute garbage at it. Yeah. The only thing maybe is like crossword puzzles. <laughs> I will accept that because those are impossible unless you're a genius. <laughs> Can I'm I pretty sure if I did something. For 15 years, I would be freaking good at it. Well, can I now tell you guys what TV shows I watched? What? No, we're way past that. Come on. I got them oh, now. Wait, My wife sent them to me. That? Yeah. Did my super not come through? I'm pissed. No, it never came through. Uh, I think what I'm what I'm feeling here is, oh Zach, you need to dig up an old tap dancing video, and that needs to be a Patreon video. That way, it's not it's not super public. You can't get that embarrassed by it. it. Would have to, yeah, my mom would have to send it to me. All right, I will. Hannah, you're on the chat board still. You have my number. Figure this out. Get it here. We'll for, take care of it. For the uh, for the Zach tap dance, 
Can I pick the song? Yeah. I mean, why not? Who's putting the I, choreography together? I could pro I could probably have Kelsey, one of her friends, who is is a is a DCC uh, is on DCC. She every year for her auditions, her solo audit because how how it works is you do all this crap and then you get to finals and then when you're at finals you like show them your solo and everyone you can do whatever you want. And every year she busts out a dirty tap dance solo. Only person that ever does it. I could probably get her and we could do like a beginner one. I'm not, you know, she's pretty legit. So we, you know, it doesn't have to be too difficult. But I could probably get her to give us a tap dance. This is happening. I don't even care. We have to drag Zach kicking oh, and screaming. Man. This is happening. I'm also and kind of offended. Get a studio, we can get a dance studio to yeah. shoot in. So there we legit go. Legit with ears and everything. It, someone said, "I feel like Hunter dances exactly like how he looks like he would dance." What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> what do I look like? I would dance like. I feel like you dance like a you know like a forty year old dad. <laughs> that <laughs> like, was good. I think that's what they're. I think that's what they're trying to say. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's probably what they're trying I, to I say. I might surprise some people. You know the evolution of dance? You can do that? All of it. I don't know what that is. No. You learned the full dance? Absolutely. That was like one of my pride and joy things in high school. What is that? It's like, you never seen the evolution of dance? I don't think so. Oh, it's like one of the biggest, it's like one of the biggest, yeah, see, people are agreeing with, I, I got the chat finally open. People are agreeing with me on the, on the how you dance. I think. <laughs> All right, here are my TV shows, just because now I want to tell you. So Prison Break. <laughs> oh, Prison Break's Wait, great. do you have these written down in the notes? Hannah texted me, my wife. I didn't remember oh. what they were. Um, okay. Hulu, uh, McMillions is a good documentary on there. Kelsey won't watch it with me. It's amazing. It's fantastic. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get her to watch it. She won't watch it. The Good Place, How to Get Away with Murder, Quantico, Arrow, Breaking Bad. All amazing shows. Only one I've watched on there is Prison Break. But like Breaking Bad, like I watched that in college. Yeah. When are you watching that? In college. Oh, okay. Yeah, you you're, you're, wait, you're, you're busting out. Like, do you like start watching old episodes? No, no, no. How was that? It was just like past, it was just past, past watched. Yeah, old episodes. Yeah. Since college. I graduated a year ago, not even. Oh, okay. That's fair enough. You know how old we are, right? Well, I did not know that. I'm 22. He's 22. Five years ago. Uh uh. No, no, no. This is just last year. Oh, and that's fair enough. Okay. Because I was going to say, if I, Brian, Breaking Bad, that's weird. Like, hey, these are the shows I'm watching. Uh, Breaking Bad, circa 2006. Oh, man. Breaking Bad, that's one of the shows I binge watch. I also binge watch Lost. Yeah. Oh, great show. Fantastic. You guys seen that to finish? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you think happens at the end? Spoiler. I mean, this is like we back in like the beginning of college. Huh? So that's back in like the beginning of college. I don't remember. I, I don't remember much end. about the show at all, to be honest with you. I remember I loved it, but I don't remember. So there's like the final scene is like um, someone walking into a church. And like, oh, you know, the whole what? thought process is like, are they dreaming oh, or yes, all lies? Okay. Yes, yes, yes. I remember There's like that different now. theories on what people thought. Yeah. I don't think I finished the show. I, I do I remember it, that now. I feel like, is there a season where it started to get weird? Yes. Yeah. Slow. There was a season where there was like five episodes where like nothing happened. That's where, that's where I got to. 
Yeah. I don't know how but far I was in. That when I was after I had knee surgery, so I was literally just on a couch doing like hamstring pumps for like eight hours a day, and I was just cranking out episodes after episodes. Dang, that's funny. It's so funny how like shows bring people together, though, because I feel like so many like you might not have anything in common with someone, and then all of a sudden you just start talking about like Netflix shows or whatever, and then boom, you can just ramble off a conversation for like 30 minutes with that person where, but then you find out like, that's not the best thing. If you're like looking to date someone, that's not <laughs> probably the best. The only like, that's not good to have the only thing. That was the only connection we had. <laughs> the it, last. Was, it, got, it was not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, 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 people about but like that you know make sure you find someone that you can talk to other things about as well <laughs> i think the best part of this entire conversation has been ghost adventures yeah that was that, that was funny i mean we're we're not overlooking the the tap dancing this is happening I, i'm I'm, no, I'm not letting you forget this tap dancing's top three ghost adventures and the fact that they have 18 who, who also who are who's inventing these things that's another question i have who are the inventors oh and like, what is their credibility? Do they have like a Ghost Adventures or I've I've never watched really ghost shows that much because I've never been interested in it. Yeah. Do they have a place that like you can go buy these gadgets? No. No. Oh, uh, Kelsey. Because that would <laughs> make like whole, I got them. That would make a whole lot of sense. She's like, they're right can here. You, can you buy Ghost Adventure devices? Like, do they have a website that you can buy their their Ghost Specto Five Thousand? Royal Pains is a great show. Okay, that was good. So she's saying she's saying that there's not like they're not pushing you to go buy a specific thing, but I'm sure there's someone probably banking off of that yeah. somewhere. Maybe that's just like uh, a like how Pepsi would pay for you to drink it in a movie. Maybe yeah. there's some ghost some ghost manufacturing company paying these people to try their newest gadget every other episode. Who? Okay, this. This is my first comment that I have to say. Uh-oh. Caleb says Ghost Adventures wouldn't be fake if it's if it if it's isn't in its twenty fourth season. That's not true. Is he saying there's no way that Ghost Adventures is fake? Yeah, because, because it's been twenty four seasons. I think that's what he's saying. Well, I read it the opposite way. Like there's no I way. I think it's, it's exactly the opposite. Like there's no way it's real because it's been twenty four seasons. If ghosts were real, real. And I actually like went into a building and I felt like my life was uh, like I, I could die. I'm out. And ha- well, also, <laughs> episode one, guys, that was great. <laughs> Hopefully, you got some great stuff. See you, you later. Soon. Well, also, <laughs> never going into a place like that again. How do you survive 24 seasons? If it's like if you feel that much in danger every episode and every time you walk around a corner how are you gonna survive 24 seasons yeah they're talking about how sometimes like when you leave a house like a part of the ghost attaches to you so at this point like it's just ghosts exploring ghosts at this point in the the show the people on the show might actually be ghosts there you go that that's the solution (laughs) as to how it's lasted 24 seasons yep Oh, let's okay. A little off topic, but let's talk about some other things. (laughs) Off topic. (laughs) Off topic. The Loch Ness monster. No. No. Okay. Do you believe in Bigfoot? No. I believe in bears that walk on two legs. What? I said I believe in bears that walk on two legs. I think that's what Bigfoot sightings are. 
Okay. Valid. Do you believe? Do you believe in aliens? No. Mm-mm. Okay. What? What about you? You didn't answer any of them. Yeah. I'm a I'm a hard no on the first two. The second one, I feel like I've been a hard no for a while, and I feel like my religious belief makes me believe. I guess. But at the yeah. same time, would God really tell you if he made people on another planet? <laughs> Yo, we got to talk about this later. <laughs> I don't what? know. Do we want to get into so a theological funny. debate on aliens right now? Oh, man. My thing is... I mean, let's just think about it. Like, is that is that something that Jesus is telling people like, hey, I'm down here with you guys, but I also was on this other planet 500 years ago. Oh, because we were man. Things were there as well. So here's Woo. aliens. I think that alien like sightings and stuff are legit, but I think it's just the government hiding things like UFOs. It's just like advanced military stuff. And so they claim it as a conspiracy uh, theory to like make the person sound crazy yeah so you think area 51 is more like secret Military. government stuff area. versus things we found i think area 51 has zero things in it you think it's empty it's an I, empty I think building it, i think it did and then once all the hype got around it they just moved everything out and that way everyone's focused on area 51 you, you Dude, look at it up my boy there's nothing in the bible that says there are no aliens now oh, justin this is also true. <laughs> How do we know for sure? <laughs> I guess we don't. No, I don't. I think I'm like on the fence, and I think I've watched too many Joe Rogan podcasts. <laughs> yep. He brings, on, oh, he brings on like alien uh, experts, and like, dude, this one guy, he wasn't even an alien expert. He was a um, like an astrophysicist, crazy dude. That he's just studying planets, studying pattern patterns, that kind of stuff. So he wasn't even saying like, oh yeah, uh, the other night I was in my backyard and this alien shot me up and I was in, you know, he wasn't like a crazy person like that. He was literally just doing scientific and, and like theoretical, like statistical stuff. Like statistically, there's this many planets, statistically, there's this many potential life for whatever and i'm just like <laughs> it, it could be it could be legit i don't know it could be legit could you imagine though i i don't think no. i would want to know i'd want to know if if it's out there i'd want to know but what good would the knowledge do for like your day-to-day life if you knew there's they might have different materials that's the whole thing oh look at that on their planet (laughs) look at that hunter (laughs) sorry no (laughs) they've got the good tv shows up there the good reality tv this is a disc golf podcast i guess so let's kind of bring it back to disc golf a little bit (laughs) what if they have a material that's like a plastic that's like way better than all the plastics we currently have in our discs that's true. What and if it now flies a thousand Foundation feet? Disc Golf is the only person because for whatever reason, this alien <laughs> likes Zach's tap dancing skills. <laughs> so they, it came down and they're like, Zach, we want to give you this plastic that we have on our planet and it's hot fire. And now all of a sudden you guys are putting this in your Foundation Disc Golf disc and you're throwing 600, 700 feet minimum. 
that's the true secret behind MVP. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But just think about it. That's all I'm saying is like there could be things out there. Like if we've learned this much and I mean, you don't you don't have to go that far back. Go back 100 years. We were peasants. 100 years ago, the human race were peasants to to what we are now. Like the you remember you did you guys watch the last dance yet? Oh, oh, the Michael Jordan. Michael yeah. Jordan? Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I don't. 100%. I don't do basketball. Yeah, you have to watch that Zach immediately. But they kept showing the uh the really dry ESPN sports announcer that like talks like this all the time where he's like one day in the future you'll be able to order pizza from your phone or whatever, <laughs> right? And like he obviously said this clip this this bit like when you couldn't do that think about that on another planet right <laughs> think about all the stuff we've done here and the the time that we've been here what if there's another planet where there's people or whatever are doing you know they're working bees over there and they're doing stuff and maybe there isn't social media where everyone is so concerned with them 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 maybe it's more of like a beehive mentality where they're all focused on the community and the group and they're over there just making freaking flying cars already <laughs> when in fact i thought we were already supposed to have a flying car t- 20 years ago valid dude we gotta clip think- this and put it on instagram <laughs> <laughs> clip what this hour the people in the chat are agreeing with me they know what's up oh, oh. someone was saying what happened someone to disc golf who said it? Yeah, adamantium plastic <laughs> from from freaking uh, Wolverine vibranium. Vibram. Yes, vibram. That's what happened to vibram. It went to a different planet to get better, yeah. so it can come back. Uh, Where are people these ideas? That's another good question. When you were a kid and you played fire, lava. Sorry, when yeah. you were a kid and you played lava. Okay, mm-hmm. we we all played that game. Yep. Did someone tell you to play that game? No. no. We didn't even have social media, so there's no way your your friends like knew. Or did one day you just think, let's act like everything is lava and you can't touch the ground? How the heck are you playing lava over here and I'm over here playing lava as well? And no one told us about it. <laughs> I I don't know. How is that possible? <laughs> This is the best podcast. I was, I was about to say, someone was asking what happened to disc golf. That's This is why it's called grip locked. Because when you grip lock a shot, it just goes off into the woods on a random place. We go no on rabbit trails. Disc golf questions right now. We, we go and off so on I rabbit like trails. breaking some news that are things that we need to start thinking, thinking about. How the heck did we all play a game that no one taught us? We just all came up with it. What do you think? <laughs> Wait, listen I've to never this. thought about this. This is funny. Mason just said the CIA is going to show up at y'all's house. <laughs> our lights <laughs> just is so true. Our Wi-Fi just cuts out. If yeah. If our Wi-Fi cuts out, you know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I think there's things out there that we need to think about. Yeah, for sure. Like black holes. What the heck is a black hole? Yeah, that one I'd, I've never understood. I don't know. That's a real... Guys, that's a real thing. Yeah. That's not scientists lying to us. There's a thing in our world that goes in 
and we don't know where it goes. We should we should send somebody through it. Well, I think they I think they're starting to try to send like stuff through. Why not just send somebody? It's even Get better. <laughs> what are you gonna do with the person? It's just called a sacrifice. Well, I, <laughs> I think I think like the nearest black hole is like way further away to where any human could make it there. We right. you have to find Makes a sense. way to like send a camera that you can somehow still be getting pictures transmitting. From. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think there's just someone just asked for four hand tips. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. This oh, is zombie. too funny. We didn't even think about zombies. Ooh, what do you think about that one? I mean, no. They make that, great movies. That's like that's like Walking Dead stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nah, I'm not buying it. Zombies, Dracula. Mm. Yeah, I can buy smart zombies like uh like um that Will Smith movie, I Am Legend. Okay. Uh yeah. I could see that. See, I, I could the see like. Head? What about Ex Machina? Have you seen that movie? Where like the robots start taking over? No. It, it's more yeah. like. I don't. I've yeah. never seen it. So it I ain't got a clue. Personal, he made that girl robot, right? Well, and yeah. She started going crazy. Well, I guess at the end, they broke out together. But like, it was more like you know, robots that look like people, and you wouldn't know unless you like pulled their skin off, kind of thing. Oh, like, that type like, of thing. Kind of, kind of like you just revealed me. <laughs> <laughs> what about the Matrix? Um, the Matrix. I don't think I've seen no, that movie. No, 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 no. That makes no sense. How's that make no sense? You would never know you're in the Matrix. Oh, like the the whole idea, like this is all simulation. Yeah. Um. Oh. Okay. People are actually talking about like the forehand tips. Forehand tips in the <laughs> chat. I'm not even joking. I can't forehead a mid without Mad Wobble's help. Okay. Help I will, I will give you my forehand tips that have helped me right after this last thing I'm going to talk about. Perfect. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's actually a series we didn't talk about. The Black Mirror, which I think is like one mm. of the greatest series of all times. I haven't watched it. Um, you haven't seen any of the Black Mirrors? My brother watched well, the good it. good news but... is... You, you can literally watch them out of order. You don't need to watch them in order. Oh, okay. But one of the black mirrors, you're watching this thing and you think it's real life. And then at the very end, the, the big twist is it, it was all this basically app. This app was putting like people subconscious, their subconscious in these test trials to figure out how that app can do a better job of like pairing people up. And so instead of like just test trying it on like real people, for example, they would they put their subconscious in this world where you thought you were real and you thought you were dating someone, but theoretically you weren't ever a real person. You were just like a thought. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. What was this? Was this a show? Black Mirror. It's Black Mirror. It's one um... so Black Mirror is like five or six episodes. And each episode is like an hour long, an hour and 15, and they're completely different from everything else. Okay. So you can watch one, and then the next one is nothing to do with the first one, but it's all very like, holy cow, this could happen. I've seen like there's, the movie. There's, a, there's no Black Mirror movie. I was going to say, what movie? Yeah. The one where you like choose. 
Bandersnatch? Isn't that like Black Mirror? Bandersnatch? Yeah, isn't that what it's called? Where you like choose the the red pill or blue pill? No. Matrix. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. That was that was trash. Don't do not do not that's not Black Mirror. That was like Black Mirror, let's make some more money on the side. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Black Black Mirror is like one of the episodes is your 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 currency is how well you do in like your uh, Instagram followers kind of thing. Oh, so let's say I have high currency because I'm super whatever. If me and Zach interacted in whatever setting, I'm gonna immediately vote after our interaction on you. And if I vote poorly, it's going to have a way bigger effect because I have high status mm-hmm. where if you have low status and you vote poorly on someone, it doesn't really impact them. And it shows how this one girl like just goes off the rails and she like can't even fly because her status isn't high enough. She can't like, like you walk around and you like literally people can pull their phone out and see and look at you and get all this information. That's kind of like, we're not that far away from something like that. Yeah, I, would say you know? that, I feel like that could happen. Didn't Bill Gates propose this to see like who was infected with the coronavirus and who wasn't? Wasn't it literally yeah. something like this? Like everyone has oh, to have like this app. Putting, yeah, like I heard chip. rumors like they want to start putting chips into people to let people know whether they have it or not. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that's all the chips for. Yeah, I'm. I'll pull yeah, that thing out right away. Guys, do not let the government put no, chips in you. Please but, don't do that. Um, <laughs> but no, like. One of the first questions people ask you nowadays is like, how many followers do you have? Yeah. I'm like, shut up. Like <laughs> that's valid. Yeah. So, so yeah, black mirror, hot fire, something you need to think about something you need to watch. But, um, before you go to forehand tips, there's a super chat question for you. Oh yeah. Give it to me. Do you believe the moon? Do you believe that the moon landing was real? Yeah. I think they just did stuff to try to make it, like they they weren't able it was real but they did stuff to try to like be able to show it off. I think they fake things. Mm. But I think they fake things with good intentions. Have you seen the documentary about it on Netflix? What is it called? I have no idea. My friend made me watch it because I said the moon landing was real. And then now you don't believe it? Oh, it makes you it makes you believe that the moon landing is not real. I I have no idea where I stand anymore. Yeah, I don't have a I don't know either. But, but. the it, the whole documentary was about like basically how they faked it and why they faked it. And they, there's a Do lot you think of good points. Anyone has been to the moon right now at this point in time in life. Has anyone been to the moon? Like stepped on the moon? Yeah. I mean, like yes. I feel like still, yes. Okay, so you're not even saying like the first time you're up in the air. You're saying right now you're up in the air and has if it's ever even happened my gut says yes but then like after watching that documentary i'm like i don't know my biggest question is why don't if if we can get freaking red bull to live stream a dude in a car let's let's live stream let's just live stream someone get going on the moon elon musk spacex let's do this yeah is it just too expensive is that why they're just like no we're not gonna waste money showing everyone that we've been there that's the thing is i don't know why 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 hasn't that happened that that's my point is like why hasn't anyone gone on the moon in the last 20 years great question because if we did it then obviously we can do it now right oh we could do it way easier we could stream it in 4k now well right like so why (laughs) why don't they then like you would think that we would be we'd have the technology 
of putting something on the moon to where we could, as mere mortals, I could walk out my back door because every, everyone's like, hey, everyone check. We're going to freaking turn the moon purple. <laughs> and we could all walk out our back door at 11.54 central time and look up at the moon and it's white. And then all of a sudden it's purple because they there's something on the moon and it's turning it purple. <laughs> I mean, no. Yeah, I'm I, I'm agreeing with you. I don't. That's the thing. Is oh, like, people are, yeah, people are saying it's expensive and there's no point in doing it, which I think at the end of the day is probably the reason. It's probably valid. But I think you know the same reason as like let's just you know have a 24 hour plane fly around the Earth to show everyone that the Earth isn't flat. That honestly would make productivity in the world so much better. Because then all these people that think the earth is flat, they would have to do something else that's productive because we've proven it's not flat. I feel like half those people, though, are just saying it so that they can have a debate. Well, yeah, and also probably get views. I mean, it's easy. Just like just say the earth is flat and you'll probably get 100,000 views on a video. <laughs> those, those are the people that, that don't like dress code in disc golf. <laughs> I'm not the people that think this. the world is flat? Ooh. Gosh, are we just making a list of all these things that this person is? <laughs> yeah. yeah. This person's going to email us. Ventures. They're going to email us tonight and they're like, you guys really t- tore me apart <laughs> last night. Um, okay, so forehand, uh, just quickly to, to disc golf. Yeah. A lot of people are saying forehand tips. Yeah, let's wrap yeah. it up with this one. Let's wrap it up with the forehand tips. Yep. Yeah. Kelsey would love it if I wrap this up. So yeah, our, wife our wives too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're probably texting you, being like, "What the heck?" She going did. On? Stop You're talking dead. about the moon landing. <laughs> they should have known they were getting me on the show. I'm just gonna talk forever. <laughs> um, okay, so instead of just saying forehand tips, which I think is a super broad thing to talk about, let's get one thing. If you have, if you want a forehand tip. Put in the comments right now, like a specific, more a specific issue you're having or something you want to try to get better at. Because I think, like, if someone just said, "Hey, give me forehand tips," it's like, uh, where do you start? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I think if we kind of spe- specify it, then we can. Eighty um, percent of the Amazon is undiscovered, bro. There's also. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> no, no. Watch Joe Rogan's podcast. With this guy, I don't know his name, but he basically just goes around and tries to find animals that are extinct or said to be extinct, and he tries to find them. He talks about this one place that has like, it's almost like land before time, where it's like a barrier around it, and no one has actually ever been able to go in it for whatever reason, and he's about to go in it. I think there's weird stuff in there. I want to. I'll, I'll watch it because I love Joe Rogan. So I'll I'll listen to this. Yeah, listen to it. It, it was a great podcast. Jeez. Um, okay. A lot what of people, people are saying mids, wobbly mids, wobbly. Oh yeah. The death yeah, wobble. People are shocked with how good I can forehand mids. It takes it takes a lot of uh, finesse. I could be wrong here, but I feel like that's your ultimate background because I feel like if you take a disc golfer with a good forehand and put an ultimate disc in their hand. It's like so foreign. Yeah, I would I would agree with you because I can 
I've been told from disc golfers that have way better forehands than I do for like drivers and fairway drivers that like when I tell them that I can throw a buzz forehand like 350 feet, 375 feet, they're like, what? Um, so I, I think what that comes with, if, you, if your mids are wobbly, I think the reason for that is your release, how you're releasing it isn't clean and you're not getting a lot of wrist snap on it. So my my theory, and you guys tell me, Zach, maybe you can chime in because you probably have the best forehand of all of us here. You can chime in. My theory is if you're trying to throw a good mid or putter with a forehand, you need to focus more on the wrist snap and less on the arm. If you're trying to throw drivers with the forehand, you need to focus more on generating the power with your arm and your core and your body and not the wrist as much. Yeah, I mean, 100%. Thoughts. I mean, uh, forehanding mids is, I, I think, one of the hardest things in the game because if you don't have that touch, that flick, like the uh, you know the snap of your wrist, it's not going to happen. So, I mean, you can you can roll your wrist just a little bit with a mid-range and it's gone. Like, it, it's not going to do anything you want to do. So if you don't have that, you know, flat... Uh, that flat uh, snap, it, it's not going to happen. So, And I think a lot of people, when they throw forehands, because most people, I would say most amateurs throw drivers. I've seen a, the, the amateurs that I've played with and even just the comments I get for how many putters and mids are in my bag. I think a lot of people carry mostly higher speed discs and not lower speed ones. And so I think most people, when they throw their forehand, this might look like I'm throwing left-handed, but they throw like, chopping mm, yeah like vertical chopping yeah where if i'm gonna throw this mid or this is you know get freaky zone if i'm gonna throw this i'm using this more than this yeah mm. so uh, i always told people with ultimate the easiest and i don't know if this is the same with disc golf but the easiest way of learning a forehand and ultimate is literally just practicing just your wrist snap so stand like 10 feet away from someone and just be able to go back and forward with your wrist and have it fly straight with, with no wobble to them. And then once you get that, then you can start incorporating your body and your arm and stuff. But for me, like the zone, for example, if I have like a 250 foot shot that I'm trying to throw with the zone, I'll probably just do that standstill. And I'll probably... This is probably better if I'm here. If I'm throwing this way, I'll keep it here and I'll probably only take it to here. So my motion for like a 250 foot throw with my zone is here and then that. Where I think a lot of people, they're, you know, they're getting really like super why? involved. Yeah, they bring it way back here or they're getting a full run up. So I think it's a huge advantage if you can get that wrist snap However, the only problem is that does not translate to throwing drivers. So yeah. you got to be okay with having kind of two forms, which if you think about it, you have two forms when you're throwing a, a backhand, anything, and when you're putting. Yeah. So adding another form I don't think is a big deal. But um, yeah, awesome. I don't know. Hopefully that helped Thanks. you. Yeah, I think that I was. Did. I, I would imagine that's what they were looking for. Um, yeah. and we, need I, to have a, we need to have like a 
maybe a Patreon only podcast where we we dig deep into um, some some very interesting topics that I think a lot of people are not talking about. We talking about like conspiracy theories? I don't know, just things. Because I'll and I'll I'll be there because I got them. Be in there. Yeah, I I got them, so I'll I'll be there. I like it. I think there's a lot of things that people are you know just letting it go right over your head, and you know we need to be aware of. Like these 5G towers. Causing some bad stuff to happen. Have you seen these things? I have not, actually. You but haven't seen a 5G tower? We don't have them in our area. Okay. Just when you go home, you have... All right. I'm giving you guys a list. And everyone listening, I'm giving you a list. And this is going to be it. We're all going <laughs> Okay? <laughs> you need to check out Black Mirror. Yeah. Okay? You need to Google search 5G tower. Okay. Maybe even Google search 5G Towers New York. Mm. And then you need to look up the video with Janice. Janice. Oh, okay. I almost forgot about that one. <laughs> yeah, me too. It felt like so long ago. It felt like yesterday. Those are the three things. Those are That's everyone's homework. That's what you guys yeah. need to do. No one's in school. Or if you are, let's be real, you're not doing anything. <laughs> yep. uh, those are your three things to do. Um, that's all I got. I'm going to go watch Lock and Key now with my wife. Perfect. Till next time, Wakanda forever. See ya. It was <laughs> good having you. Uh, I'm sure everyone you know appreciates it as well as we do. So, yeah, that thanks. was awesome. Thanks so much. Good time, gents. Have a great night. See you later. See ya. Goodbye. All righty, guys. That was eventful. Uh, my favorite podcast we've ever done. Yeah, that was that was awesome. Uh, I'm sure you guys, maybe some guys like some you guys liked it. I, I would, don't know. I, from the chats, most people enjoyed it. It was it was great. Uh, I'm gonna have to call a an executive decision here. No Patreon tonight. Yeah, so Patreons... I'm sorry. Uh, we apologize. We normally would go straight to it, but that would have been an hour and 15 minutes ago is when we yeah, normally yeah. would have went to that. I think my wife texted me an hour ago. Instead, we're going to get the Zach tap dance video over there as the, the makeup. Um, and also, it sounds like Brody's down to do a conspiracy theory Patreon-only podcast. That, so that's going to be fun. I, I think it'll be okay if we miss a Q&A for one week yeah. uh, if those things yeah. go down. Um. I've never seen that on the bottom. Encoding overload. Uh, it's been saying it all, uh, all episode, but we haven't yeah. dropped yet. So I don't know. Yeah, this is like our first time we haven't dropped. <laughs> Some good things. Uh, but thank you guys all so much for joining. Um, if you go to our website, foundationdiscs.com, we have some Lunas dropping tomorrow. A lot of them. Yeah, a whole lot. Uh, we also have Zeus's restocking um, and then a, a end of a restock. And we should have some trilogy coming in. I think um, the new Sergeants and some of their classic blend hybrid stuff coming in tomorrow. For sure. Super so, exciting stuff. Thank you all so much for joining us. And uh, we'll see you in our video on Saturday. Yeah, see you guys then.